Hello and welcome back to Judging Book Covers Podcast, a bi-weekly book club podcast where Stephanie Cortez and I bring on a guest to help them go through their to-be-read list. Uh, since this is the anniversary of the podcast, we have brought back one of our original ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not sure where that came from. It was, we just had the sixth sense twist ending here. I'm actually dead. I've been dead the whole time. I had no idea. <laughs> All right. You hit that so well. That was masterfully told, Megan. I had no idea. Original uh, ghosts? Original ghost. One of our original guests, <laughs> Tim Lowe. Stephanie, how are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Apparently on a lot of medication. <laughs> Tim, how are you? I'm dead, apparently. <laughs> no, I, I somehow I got promoted from ghost to guest, so I'm good now. Do you need to go have an existential crisis for yeah. a few minutes? I am reincarnated. <laughs> uh, so welcome back, Tim. Thank, Thank you, you for braving this again, even if it ended up in your death. Uh, <laughs> We have to make a whole backstory of how I went now. Something yeah. involving um, rockabilly octopus, because that's all I could see. <laughs> <laughs> that octopus has great hair. Uh, what book did you pick? I picked Earthcore by Scott Sigler, because Not that's good. all I'm going to pick is Scott Sigler books. I'm okay Every with time that. I'm on your show. <laughs> Thank you for not picking the second book of Infected. No, yeah. Earthcore, it just got re-released, and yeah. it's rewritten, and it's great. So I figured it seemed like an appropriate time to, to pick this book. Uh, so did you read the original? Uh, I listened to the podcast when it was when it was put out a while ago. When did the first one come out? 2005? Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, I probably didn't listen to it then, not quite that long ago. But So that means anybody that was a fan has waited now 13 years for the sequel. Yes. And if you follow him on social media, they are they they let him know that they've been waiting a long time. That's what I, I for hear. that book. Yeah. Uh, as of last month, he was at one hundred sixty thousand words. So uh, the last I saw, he'd finished the first draft. Awesome. Uh, okay. It's called Mount Fitzroy, and I'm sure it's going to be great. Also. Um. But yeah, with that cliffhanger, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, what'd you think? I really, really liked this book. Um, I had the audiobook. I need it in print, and I'm going to need that sequel immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I was worried at first that just any audiobook, I worry that I won't get sucked in, or because I tend to understand things easier when I'm reading them instead of being told. Uh, but this, I had no problem getting sucked into the story. See, yeah, the exact opposite. I. I can sit there and read forever and not, you know, half the time I forget what I've read, but it's audiobooks. That's how I retain information is audibly. So they've always they've always worked out better for me. But Which I agree book that you actually read? Uh, I don't know. The Old Man in the Sea in like junior year of high school. Oh, my God. No, that's not true. I just read a book. What book did I read? I don't remember. I read one this year, but Good you can count you. them on. Yeah, you can count them on one hand, all the books that I read in a year. The rest I, I listened to. Uh, Stephanie, have you re did you know who Scott Sigler was before this? Or have you read um, slash listened to any of his books? 
No, but I did. I do remember listening to the episode you guys did about infected. I couldn't remember any of the specifics about it, but That's okay. I remember being like, hmm, maybe I don't want to read this one, but maybe I kind of do. It's one that you have to have a strong stomach and not get itchy. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, despite that, I still didn't expect this to be aliens. I have to say. Like, I was really hoping for some kind of superhuman thought dead race. And when it was aliens, I was like, oh, I guess that it's Scott Sigler. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it ties into the, the greater Scott Sigler, Scott Sigler story better. That it's I aliens. Have, have these aliens ever shown up anywhere else? Um, these particular ones? No, that okay. I remember. Um, the ones from Infected did, though. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. I don't need to hear about them. <laughs> but these, these uh, apparently, these aliens interacted with another alien race that did appear in another book. So it still all ties in. Yeah. So I don't know how much you know about him, Stephanie, but he has like a galactic football league that has lots of aliens. I've like kind of looked into it and it's, it's, it's a lot. I can't even figure out like what book one is called. Uh, it's called the the rookie book one okay. is the rookie yeah uh and they're great and if you had told me like <laughs> like seriously if you told me from the start that somebody would write a book series about an intergalactic football league in you know several hundred years in the future i'd tell you that sounds stupid but then to actually listen to them and they listen all the way they're really good they are I, I, maybe it, you have to be a like i said a certain kind of nerd for that one you have to have like a an appreciation for football and for i guess science fiction Aliens. and yeah they kind of have to tie in together and that's kind of me so um maybe they don't work for everybody but i really enjoy them they're a good story and by football nice. we mean american football right american football yes Sorry. american football <laughs> maybe someday i'll read those uh, yeah. i saw him at dragon con when he was on his way to one of his panels and uh, just walking down the hallway, and I had to stop him for a second. I'm like, Scott, when are we going to get book six? Because uh, the first five have been released from the GFL series. And he started talking to me for a good little while about where he was in that process. He's a real personable guy. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool because if you approach the wrong author, yeah. you're going to either burst yeah. into tears no. or uh, get very angry. So yeah. it's good to hear yeah. he doesn't fall under that. No, no, no. He was really easy to talk to. That's awesome. Did you go see his panel after that? Uh, yeah, he had one where it was specifically like a Scott Sigler panel. I wasn't able to stay for that one, but he was in a, a couple other panels. I was able to see one of them. Very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so this time around, we read Earth Core, mm -hmm. which the ebook was released of May last year, the updated one, the one we actually read. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think the audio book, was it before or after that? You know, I'm not sure. Probably about the same time. Around the same time sounds fine. Yeah. Um, and it just got released in paperback uh, like last week. Well, by the time yeah. this comes out, three it weeks had ago. A, it had a release date of April 8th, but I just got my copy a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. You're not the only one. I've seen it in the Facebook yeah. group. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> it was only nine ninety nine. It was a deal. That's not bad at all. No. Yeah, the uh, ebook I saw dropped in price. It's like $3.50 currently. Yeah, well worth it. Yeah. Um, 
So a quick synopsis of this book is deep below a Utah mountain lies the largest plutonium deposit ever discovered, a billion dollar find. It waits for any company that can drill a world record three mile deep mine shaft. Earthcore is the company with the technology, the resources, and the guts to go after the mother load. Young executive Connell Kirkland is the company's driving force, pushing himself and those around him to uncover the massive treasure. But at three miles below the surface, where the rocks are so hot they burn bare skin, something has been waiting for centuries, waiting and guarding. Kirkland and Earthcore are about to find out firsthand why the treasure has never been unearthed. Did you say plutonium? I might have. (laughs) (laughs) Doc's going to be excited. Platinum. Platinum's what I meant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You'll get a text when I edit of whether or not I actually said it or not. So yeah, um, this book, like we said, was rewritten and re-released. He added 162 pages uh, to the original story, which puts it just around 500 pages, I think. Um, Which again, that's two long books in a row. (laughs) This couldn't have been as long as as Pet Cemetery, though. (laughs) Pet Cemetery had to be longer. I've never read Pet Cemetery, but... We talked about the length. I think we talked about it before we recorded, but like, I think mine was over 500 pages. I feel like so was Chris's, but yours was not, Stephanie. Mine, yeah, but it was the bigger version, you know, so it was like three something. What I wanted to do was actually go look and see that Pet Cemetery audiobook, like how long that is and compare it to this, but I didn't. Yes, (laughs) yes, that is officially out. And I kind of want to listen to it just because of who's who did it. Who did it? Uh, it is Michael. I can't think of his last name. Dexter. Um, oh yeah, I don't know his name. Yeah. I can see his face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dexter <laughs> six feet under. Um, these oh, the Michael other Dexter things. is not his name. No, Michael. I thought that was his name. His I was like, name. I've never heard of Michael Dexter. <laughs> Michael C. Hall. God, that never would have come. Yes. Yeah. We open up and kind of like this is one of those books that kind of feels like a movie yeah it really Um, does so we open up in 1940s with uh, three um byu students exploring the utah mountains um they're actually in a cave trying to uh move a rock and they move it and then they hear what sounds like a rattlesnake and then they're dead it's all downhill from there. Exactly. <laughs> then you're like, oh, I mean, I invested too much emotion into these characters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like you hear the rattlesnake sound and that's it. Although, of course, it's like, well, it can't be just a rattlesnake. <laughs> I was I was really hoping it wasn't snakes. Like, yeah. Um, At one point I was picturing like, could it be giant snakes? Because one of the guys gets yeah. pulled away from the other they're from the third because the first one died immediately um so i was picturing giant rattlesnakes i was like don't be giant rattlesnakes <laughs> um we do have the first mention of the knife the really yeah. sharp and uh metal knife um which i'm very glad i don't know if you looked at the other cover stephanie but like the old cover has a picture of it because i was like i can't mm-hmm. oh. picture this yeah it it, it it's hard to imagine especially Mm -hmm. since it's something without hands that uses it but the way they describe it it was sort of hard to get an image of yeah yeah once you learn what the 
the creatures are, it makes total yeah, sense. It does. It does. Seeing the picture helps though. It yes. sort of helps me define it. Like, I'll be honest, the first time I listened to the book, the the creatures, I I had them imagined looking exactly like Grimace from the old McDonald's ads. Oh my god. I'm not sure how I ended up like that. But then I I sort of when they described it more, I still couldn't undo that. They just ended up as tentacle grimaces. Oh no. Yeah. So also, it's kinda of where it started when I read this book. Yeah. Evil evil grimace. The knife is not actually how I was picturing it, but this makes more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. of how I was supposed to be picturing it. Yeah. Hopefully when... it's also scarier than I was picturing. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. And hopefully while editing I'll remember to put a link up to yeah. this uh, cover. Um and and a link to an image of Grimace for anybody yes. that may not know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. If anybody doesn't know who Grimace is, you're too young to be listening to this. And I can't deal with you. Um, and that's okay, because I kept thinking of... Um, oh, shoot. What's the show with the meatball and... Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes. And the, the squid hillbillies. It's I the squidbillies, yeah. I could not get these out of my head. <laughs> like, these were the yeah. bad guys to me. Oh, so. no, squidbillies is, like, actually a really good representation, I think. Probably. <laughs> actually, also, if you Google um, Roctopi, which is what turns out to be the alien race, um, people have gotten tattoos of these. Yeah, To go with oh. the infected tattoos from, from the last book? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I will not be getting a tattoo oh, of this. I have to Google that right now. Rocktify tattoos. <laughs> when are we going, Megan? When are we going to go get Rocktify tattoos? Is this really going to be your first tattoo? Nope. It is a complete bluff. <laughs> so I was going to say, I'll let you know next time I'm in town. I My tattoo parlor is not too far from your house. <laughs> did you mean octopus tattoos? No, sir. No. I did not. <laughs> That's not what I said. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh man, those are those are dramatic. So then we jump to essentially present day. There's not really a date, which I kind of liked. Um, I think it's 2006 in the Sigler timeline, but I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah, they um, they they worked it out on online. What what order all this stuff happens in? So it, yeah, it is post infected series. Mm-hmm. So. All, okay, did infected not happen all over the world? Was it like just a radius and was it kept quiet? I don't remember if it happened outside. It's of, like the Michigan Chicago happened, area, right? Yeah, and I, I think there was some stuff in a couple other cities. But yeah, I think it was sort of centralized. It, yeah, it was Detroit though, where the, the, the bad, bad stuff happened. I don't remember the extent of stuff in the third book. I'd have to go back and and revisit that i guess my point being was if it wasn't covered up enough that one of the characters we haven't introduced yet kirkland like here's a reference about it and was like oh, okay i know what that is and then yet later they're like there are aliens yeah. aliens not so much like aliens exist but it's just like i'm so shocked and surprised that there are aliens and it's like yeah the first true. ones yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I was going to ask know. about this. They yeah. know that uh, a, a nuclear weapon went off. Well, I guess that's a spoiler. They know that something <laughs> bad happened in, in Detroit. Um, but Did I don't Detroit know the extent. no longer exist? Uh, virtually, okay. I think. Um, 
I think that was part of the reason for the, or, or one of the points in this rewrite was that part of the Earthcore business got moved because it didn't make sense to have it in certain locations anymore because of events and in, infected. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the the general public was informed of why that happened or anything like that. I'm not real sure that that gets mentioned. Interesting. Yeah. I'd have to go back and revisit that. It's been a while since I've read the Infected trilogy. I'm sure they I'm sure it's covered one way or another. Yeah. Um so present day, we do have Earthcore. Jay, I did I still don't read the reviews or uh summaries of these before starting any of these books. So I had no idea what Earthcore stood for. I figured it was something to do with the mountain and was kind of surprised when it turns out it's a company mm-hmm. um, that is known for mining and destroying the earth, basically. Um, do we start with Connell or... Yeah, let's start with Earthcore. Yeah. Um, so Earthcore was started by Charles and Barbara Yakeley. Um, Barbara still runs it after Charles has died. And second in command is Connell Kirkland, whose wife died, I think, six years before the book starts. I think so. Um, and he is a dick. There's yeah. No way around it. And uh, yep. then... Actually, you could say that about all the characters. Um, yeah, there's not really anybody that I... No, I like Sonny. I'm a big fan of Sonny. What was um, uh, what was Angus's little buddy's friend? Randy. 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 Randy was Randy. all right most of the book, too. Randy yeah. was, yeah. And uh, who else? Maybe Mac. Mac, yeah. Is, he, is that his name? Mac and yeah, Jansen. Jansen's guy. pretty cool, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, I liked O'Doyle. I liked O'Doyle, too. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. though O'Doyle is a killer. Yeah. Uh, I liked O'Doyle. Not so I much did. Bertha, I'll admit. No, yeah, she... not so much. No, but I did like their interactions at certain points yeah. like, towards the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get to those in a second. Yeah. yeah. It's just like completely uh, off topic. <laughs> so we have Angus, who's in charge of the technology, the research and technology department. Um, he's young. He's a genius. And he has what kind of job perks I want. Uh, unlimited vacation time. And he gets to retain any um, technology he creates. I'm going to have to move my teeth. I keep playing with it. Um, and his second in command is Randy. Who we don't really know Randy. much about. Yeah. Right. Who is much nicer than Angus. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Angus is a jerk. Yeah. Randy is Wait. his very best friend. Every time it's like, Randy, my best friend, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> He does say that a like, lot. Do you not? Yes, but do you not understand what a friend is? You only like him when he's <laughs> yeah. cowering to you and doing what you want. Yes. That's not a friend. No. That's not how friendship works. I got a lot of thoughts on Angus. So, me too. I actually the one note I wrote down about him was so he said he at one point he says something to Randy. Stop worrying about those muggles. <laughs> so I made a note that Angus is Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> that. He likes to be a jerk to those that he thinks that he's above or, you know, those who have lesser, less power than he does. But then once the real power comes in, he turns into a sniveling, whiny little jerk (laughs) who gives up his house and his wand to that bigger power. (laughs) 
Like, oh my God, this is the best metaphor, uh, and I am all for this. I hated him so much. <laughs> Possibly more than, than Lucius Malfoy. I'm, I'm still not sure. Yeah, Lucius at least seemed to care for his kid. Sometimes. That's he did debatable. care about someone. Yeah, that's debatable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Angus does not. Angus cares about Angus. And yeah, everybody bu- bullies Angus. If you yeah, do not agree with he, Angus, you are a bully. He, he never really gets that right. like redeeming moment either. Like, oh, here, uh, no. that's when he—that's when he proved his value, and that's what. No, he was just—he no. sucked. Mm-hmm. No. Pretty very, much the entire book. Very glad with his ending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we have Patrick O'Doyle, who is in charge of security. Yes. Uh, Cho Takachi, um, who is part of security and is put on sunny detail. Um, and Bertha Librand, who's also security. Um, we also have Ahmed and Katrina, who yeah. are in the research and development. And I think that's all of Earth Core that's really important. Yeah. Um, so then we have Sunny, who I love. I love yeah. Sunny so much. Sunny, Sunny was great. Yeah. Um, I also love that Sunny, I think we're introduced to Sunny right after the, like, once we make the jump from the 1940s. Yeah. And Sunny is an old prospector. And I love that, like, I wanted him to be more, he's not as much of a main character the second half. But I, like, love the idea of this, like, old, grouchy black man just kind of being like, fuck all of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in charge. Yeah. Um, so he is the one that finds the, now I'm going to say plutonium every time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He's the one that finds the platinum. Yes. Um, which is the most pure platinum. I don't know a damn thing about mining or. No, I don't either. Yeah. Metals. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're sitting there talking about that. I'm like, I'll take your word for how pure this is and how yeah, right. what this means and how pure it usually shows up. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did like uh, when Sunny when he's leaving that area after he has his sample of it, um, that he finally places the feeling that it feels like a like a funeral loss. He knows he noticed that there were no animals. Like Sunny, don't go back there. There's no yeah. animals. That's yeah. a bad sign. <laughs> Especially right after reading Pet Cemetery, I was like, "Oh no, get out!" Oh yeah. <laughs> the, the whole way he's introduced to the to the land is when he's drinking with that other guy who's saying like, "Nah, you know, there's this place where there's a whole bunch of platinum, but it's you know, it's cursed and it's evil." And right. Right. Basically, right. if you go there, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> then he has the same thought right when he gets there, and I'm like, "Yeah, just trust your gut on this one. Just walk right. away." Which he wanted to do he just wanted to sell the location and get the hell out yep um that was his plan yeah Yeah. then uh let's see we have so many freaking characters in this yeah um the other one got like a ton of time like it wasn't like you had like one guy throughout you kind of felt like sunny was going to be that guy at the start then you felt like it was going to be connell but then it just it moved around so much and you got so many different yeah there's different almost too many that it was like i'm really glad there were a couple people that was like oh i honestly genuinely cared what happened to you 
because it was mm-hmm. almost like there are too many people I just don't care. Kill some yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. At first I was like, just yeah. kill some people off. Can we please have like something happen? There are too many people. Um, well, you got your wish. Yeah. I did, yes. <laughs> I felt really bad about halfway through this book. It's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I guess since we're talking about Sunny, it's really quickly should talk about Kayla. Um, who is sent to find dirt on uh, Sunny. She is former NSA. Um, she is psychotic. And um, she is like the last big arms that Con- uh, Connell Kirkland uses to dig up information on people. Because uh, she is not right. going to be nice about it. Yeah. So she's uh, brilliant with computers. Um and brilliant with pliers. <laughs> She's a lot of skills. A lot of skills. Um, and she does torture uh, Herbert, yes. the yeah. guy that tested the yeah. platinum yeah. <laughs> for Sunny. Um, it's really hard, isn't it? And she really enjoys it. <laughs> even Herbert sucked, though, because he sold out Sunny. You know? Like, oh, yeah. Even that right. little guy, you're like, dude, right. don't do it. Like, if. If he hadn't called Connell in the first place to say anything about this, yeah. he, he let him know, but then he wouldn't tell him anything else about Sonny. But then, of course, he gave up Sonny when the pliers came out when Kayla right. came to visit. Um, but if he hadn't made the call in the first place. That was still kind of bogus, what he gave up on Sonny. Yeah. Like, Sonny's felt pure. Even, so Herbert basically says that he gave up a location knowing that it wasn't uh, that it wouldn't last long. And then like when Sonny's talking about it, he's like, there's no really clear moment of like, Oh yeah, Sonny really did this. It's more like Sonny screwed up and he knows it kind of thing. Like it was an actual screw up rather than uh, him being him just trying to get a quick paycheck. Plus the, um, when Connell goes to Sonny, doesn't he say he has a signed statement from Herbert? Oh yeah, he has oh, a signed statement that that's... would that would at least cause enough drama to get him to court. But he says oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah, he knows that the statement's bullshit. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah. So they give Sonny a million dollars, and if he lasts on the dig for a year, he gets two percent of everything that they mine for the next, for the rest of the time that they're mining it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kicker is that he has to go back and be there for a year. Do we want to get through the rest of the characters really quick? Or Yeah, yeah, we can go ahead and okay. sure. lay there's, them all out. There's only like, what, four more? Um, yeah. yeah, there's not So there's more. Veronica Reeves and Sanji. Um, Veronica is the adopted daughter of Sanji Hawk, I think is his last name. I think so. Um, she is an archaeologist. He is a biologist. And they come to stop the the dig that's going on. Um, because they come across this knife that we mentioned earlier that she also found on a dig in... Is it in Argentina? Argentina? I don't remember yeah. where it was. Yeah, it was uh, Tierra del Fuego, I think. Mount Fitzroy, right? Which is a real yeah. mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think... I don't know. That's where the next book's going to be. That's all I'm. <laughs> Which is in Argentina. Yeah. Is it? Yep. Okay. 
Um, it's the border of Argentina and Chile. So, and then we have Mac, who they hire to dig the mine shaft. Uh, he, he wants to do it because he wants to set the record for the longest mine shaft because he had the record and then lost it. Um, and then Jansen's the only other one I have mentioned, mostly because I really like him. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, he's kind of the start of all the, the stuff when things kind of go to shit. Yeah. So yeah, he definitely deserves a mention. <laughs> uh, is there anybody else that you guys feel deserves a mention? No, I think that's everybody. Think, okay. So, yeah. I'm trying to run through the list, and um, I, I think you, I think you touched on everybody. Cool. So yeah, let's get into what happened. I made a note <laughs> when we were introduced to Angus and Randy. Um, Angus calls O'Doyle a or Patrick Patrick O'Doyle a troglodyte, and I, I feel like that, that was <laughs> that was um, something said in Jurassic Park: The Lost World, oh, and I remember I wrote down it didn't turn out well for them. <laughs> so that is a deep that. cut. That is a wonderful deep cut. <laughs> My goodness, I want to say it's Jeff Goldblum's daughter who calls. Uh, I don't remember who she's talking about. But she calls someone. She's such a troglodyte. <laughs> How on earth did you hang on to that one? I really like that movie. <laughs> oh, now I'm trying to think was, who the daughter of her is because she was in something else. I, I, I don't remember. Little Princess? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. It's great. We are. We are. <laughs> oh. So I was going into this thinking everyone's going to die. This is not going to turn out well. Well, you're not entirely wrong. Yeah, not far off. I knew that there was a sequel coming out, so I figured a lot more people were going to live, honestly. Okay. Like sh- I only had hope for one person the entire time, and it was because it was Bertha, and it was only because at one point she said she would remember a sound for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I kept thinking, well, what if the rest of her life is five minutes from now? So. <laughs> that is a good point. Um, yeah, I really, really, really hoped Randy got out. Me too. I also really liked Joe. I was really sad. Wait, which one's Joe? Joe. No, Cho. Cho, um, okay. Security. No, yes. Yeah. I keep hearing Joe. It's like, wait a second. Sorry. No, even like in the book, I had to rewind at one point. And I was like, who the hell is Joe? Yeah. And no, I was like, I nope, <laughs> wrong person. It's all good. Yeah. Um, um, so I guess okay. one of the things I really liked was when, so after Sonny accepts the deal, um, he's going to do research. And one of the things he had done with a lot of his money was he donated to libraries so that he could always have access to their archives <laughs> And them find him and Cho, Cho his escort, uh, finding the story about William Benjamin in 1885. Him saying that demons killed his crew. I liked that little sort of history that we got to see where I think it was two were dead and at least eight were missing um, that the sheriff couldn't find. And Benjamin got hanged for it. But that's where that's who he had the knife. He had that strange uh, curved knife. So I liked the little history that we got to learn with Sunny, kind of. Yeah, and they like went back to the site, and there was nothing, like, mm-hmm. which we find out later why. But yeah, right. I think Sunny was hung up that that Benjamin had done just awful, awful things too. Yeah, for a while there. 
So he did seem to have trouble like digesting that. Yeah. Um, I do like, I don't know if either of you follow Scott Sigler on Goodreads, um, but he actually has like a bookshelf that are the books, the five books that he read before writing or like to research to write this book. And uh, at least one of them is on ghost towns and the others on uh, gold and silver in the West. So like he did do some research on, on that kind of stuff, which is really cool. Cool. Um, He also did a lot on caves and, and Utah. Which is mm. understandable. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I really liked that too. It's also how we get Veronica and Sanji in. I guess I like Sanji too. He just yeah, Sanji was a good it. guy. He just didn't do a lot. Sad. No. I was very sad too. Um, he just kind of walked around and told people not to mess with Veronica because they're not going to enjoy the results. <laughs> yes. And also told yes. her to well, like also calm being down. supportive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Something about a hammer yeah, not yes. getting great results. <laughs> I just, almost everybody in this book had anger management issues, and I just want to be like, therapy. <laughs> therapy is a great thing, guys. Just yeah. talk through your feelings. Connell definitely needed, to, he should have definitely taken advantage of some therapy oh after his wife God, died. Because yes. um, we find out that the accident was six years ago and we find out how much he's isolated himself and how much of a different person he's become, mm-hmm. how it's definitely hardened him um, and how he hasn't seen certain people, you know, in the company in years, you know, cause he hasn't gone to the lab in forever. And so he could have definitely yeah, done with some therapy. So could Angus, but I feel like Angus would have been like, you're a psychologist. Yeah. You're not a real doctor. Kind of yeah. like he treats Veronica. Right. He would have completely exactly. undermined all of it. Yeah. Right. It just it wouldn't have, have had any value for him. No. But God. He just needs a kick in the face. That was an angry. Oh, oh. he got that a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, like, um, at lunch today, I was at the part where they they find Angus again. And uh connell keeps asking him questions and it's like every time he asks a question he's like i'm going to die i'm going to kill him this is how i'm going to kill him and i was just like oh my god you need therapy on just like just breathe (laughs) just breathe yeah let him ask questions it's how people cope Um, he was doing the same thing to randy yes where he's yep you know like he he would say one thing and then his his mind would go into completely different like dark dark places about how bad he wanted yeah. to hurt people and stuff yeah yeah i was really worried about randy that he was gonna i don't know shove him into the river or yeah, i bash the- his head in when they got separated or when they yes split up the part of. when he like blocked him from the door at the ship i yes. was like well this is it he's just yeah. gonna throw him right off like right are you gonna like yeah pop his cool suit or something he's gonna do something to yep. him yeah, I truly right, expected. When he volunteered it. to go, yes, when he volunteered to go with him, I was like, yep. "This is it, Randy. Don't, please, don't go." Yeah, <laughs> I really thought that that Angus would be the demise of Randy, or I thought either that was well, going to happen. The direct, the direct or, demise. Yes, right. the direct demise. Yeah, yeah. Or that Randy would get out and everything would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Randy started to 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 play the hero pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like later in the book, he was like. There were a couple of people where you could see the, the the sort of growth as they went. He was probably one of the better examples of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely someone that leads under pressure. Well. Yeah. Whereas uh, Connell's growth was a little more like, 
I don't know, like regretful. You know, he got to see all the things that he'd done wrong. Yeah. You know, he should have mm-hmm. been doing things different. That's totally his fault. Yeah. Oh, this is his fault. It's not yeah, no, I mean, it is. it is. Top to bottom. Like, <laughs> every bit of everything bad that happens to anybody is because of Connell Kirkland. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Even even Herbert. Like, every everything is his fault. Yeah. He Especially was... Herbert. Especially <laughs> Herbert, yeah. yeah. He knew what he was doing when he sent Farm Girl yeah. uh, or Kayla uh, after him. Who, because they kept calling her Farm Girl, I think I wrote her name down as Carla or Kay- I wrote it down wrong yeah. like three times. Well, she goes by like seven different names, so yeah. that also didn't help. Yeah, I ended up looking up just to make sure I had the right name written down at the end, uh, which is Kayla Myers. Yeah, um, so another person that could have benefited from a lot of therapy yeah. and maybe mm-hmm. a psych ward. Um, so there's a lot of like lead up because not a lot action wise happens in the first half of this book. It's a lot of not really business talk, but like you get a lot about the, the type of metal and and the, the makeup of the metal. And then you get a lot of talk of like how this technology is created and a lot of like business talk and mining talk which is cool except for that i was just like there's a lot of people (laughs) yeah and uh there's not a lot of action (laughs) i tell you that like this is true for for a lot of sigler books that there's a lot of explanation like that and even though there's a lot of it none of it seems wasted and i would say the same thing about this book it was all like important to the to the telling of the story Whereas I can think of a really, really long book that we've read recently that just, like, going through this half of this just seems superfluous. And I, it's just, you're, you're, you're wasting my time. Which is part of the problem I have with, I don't want to say a lot of the books I read, but it's nice to find a, a book where it, it goes at the pace that you want it to. Yeah. And I know that'd be completely you know, subjective and different for all of us. But all of Sigler's books seem to go exactly at that pace for me, where I'm not sitting there saying, you know, oh, get on with it, or, or you know, well, that, that just didn't feel like my money's worth. It was too quick. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it also, like, just, it helped create the characters more in my mind to have more of their backstory. Yeah. Um and even at least to form some sort of a foundation as more information kind of trickled in about them as the story went on. It makes everything feel more real, especially when you're dealing with like mm-hmm. unreal circumstances, sort of like this, <laughs> right. like underground aliens, probably not a real thing. I, maybe, I don't know. I haven't been say, down there. You they could no be idea. real. No, no, no clue. <laughs> but it, it does make it, it does sort of ground it in reality a little more as you're going along. You know, if he explains how the cool suits work. Or, you know. I do like the fact that they're mining and, like, you're right. It feels realistic because they they can't. I feel like any other TV show would just be like, oh, yeah, we're going down into the middle of the earth. And it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. fine. Right. All that stuff you learn in right. uh, geology, it's crap. You know, the pressure yeah, right. and the heat and all that stuff. <laughs> Put, yeah. yeah. Put on your special suit and let's move on. And that's, like, all the explanation you get. Right. For it. I was like, no, I'm not buying that. Yeah. I'm now removed from the story and I no longer like what I'm watching. (laughs) 
think the cool suit um, description also kind of helped drive it home a little bit more just about how dangerous it would be. Not that you would just go underground without any protection, but it just, I don't know, helped kind of form for me just how dangerous this was, this could be. Yeah. You know, what, you, know. you know what else made it feel real for me? When they're talking about the cool suits, they addressed how you use the restroom. That's and then, true. And I'm they like, did. nobody ever talks about this and nobody ever takes a body no. break whenever they're doing anything. <laughs> but he's letting you know, you will not remove the suit. It'll take right. care of that for you while that you're is going. True. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. And it's know. not a catheter, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the deepest mine shaft in the world, at least from a quick Google search, is only 2.4 miles. So this is still longer than any mine shaft. It would still... Uh, only 2.4 miles. Only 2.4 miles. That's I it. I cannot imagine. Uh, no, that sounds very claustrophobic to me, and yeah. uh, I don't mm-hmm. like it. Um, Especially after reading this. Yeah, no, I'm okay never going into the earth. That's they got fine. so yeah. close to the aliens and they stopped. Yeah. <laughs> they were just a little bit further. Oh, um, who knows? By now, maybe it is further. That was 2013, the one I was looking at. Mm. So I doubt much has changed because who knows if those cool suits. Are real and it is K O O L, which I felt was very yeah. mm. uh, early two thousands. Yeah. Um, that's Angus's last name, right? Yes. Yes. Got to put his name on everything. Yep. Got to let everyone know that it was his creation. <laughs> I think Angus is a bigger dick than Connell. Oh, I like, absolutely. A thousand percent agree. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I I agree that everything is Connell's fault. But in a it way, is. it is also Angus's fault. Like, if he had not faked getting injured. Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah. And if he had all, if he had given his, like, really good tech, because he had a better map. He didn't have yes. a paper map. He had a. What else did he set yeah. up? He set up those, those, those things. Uh, I don't remember what they were called now. The things that would go off every six hours or whatever. Oh, the yeah, updates like on the map, the yeah. Earth, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He did all these things. Didn't that share that it. information with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Had he just told somebody Such that that was a thing, or yeah. not done it in the first place? Yeah, like. So they okay, backing up just a little bit. They all end up in Utah, um, setting up. It takes five days, I think, to build the mine shaft. Mm-hmm. Something um, along that line. And <clears throat> they start to go down. Um, so Angus and Randy find the, the entrance that they used in the 1940s, um, which Sonny also goes into. I thought Sonny died then. I was very upset for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they don't bother to tell anybody that they found that entrance. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because they enjoy caving and they don't want to, they want to be the first ones to go down. By they, we mean Angus. Randy's yeah, just kind of Angus. a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. The the hive mind that is Angus and Randy, yeah. that's basically just Angus. Um, Snoopy and Woodstock. Yeah, Snoopy and Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Um, they paid Cho to kind of turn another, the blind eye while they're going out to, to explore. Um, I really thought Kayla blew up the generator that caused the accident. Uh, until mm-hmm. at some point that I was like, well, maybe the aliens did it. Like the, the explosion in camp felt very weird. 
And so yeah. when we find out it's because they faked it, I was like, okay, I feel yeah. so much better. Cause I was like, yeah. this is really poorly thought out at first. Yeah. Um, I immediately was like, these two idiots are faking it. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down these two fools are going to explore by themselves. <laughs> And then I was like, because and it was only because when the explosion happens, Cho is there and oh. he's saying he's got to get them to the hospital. I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> if you had just you are been in there, on this, if you had been Connell's advisor, all of this could have like, been listen. saved. Like, no, they're right. faking. They're not hurt. <laughs> Take those head wraps off. <laughs> we needed a little less 1980s action chick and a little more Stephanie. <laughs> A little bit more of a modern day thinker. <laughs> but I'd have to somehow know that Cho let them out at night. This is true, too. I don't understand yeah. why Sunny doesn't tell anybody about the second entrance. Well, I guess, okay, so he was going to follow them, and I guess they blew it up before. Yeah, he wanted a piece of it, too. Yeah. He's like, oh, they're on to yeah. something, and I want to be on to something. So he wasn't going to share it with anybody. Yeah. yeah. So much of this is curious. just money. Yeah. It's the true evil in this book, not Connell Kirkland. Right. It's money. Yeah. Sure. Fine. Yeah. Isn't that the the root of all evil in every yes. book? Yes, yeah, ever. <laughs> um. So, when Kayla goes to um, get information about Sunny, she finds out from Herbert that it is a platinum uh, mining expedition. So she is actually watching from afar to see if she can steal the information, and. Because she doesn't know how big it is, and then sell it to the highest bigger bidder. Mm-hmm. Um, so more money again, yeah. more money. Um, mm-hmm. And which is why I thought she blew it up. Mostly because I think it's like immediately switches to her cleaning her guns. And I was like, "This is weird. Did she just shoot the generator? Like, why would she do this?" Mm-hmm. Um, I fell into that. I had a hard time with her at first, like. I knew she was when she enjoyed um, torturing Herbert. I was like, hmm. I mean, she's terrible, but maybe she's not that bad. And then we as, do get as to she's see breaking you guys' fingers with flyers. She's like, oh, she might sociopath. be okay. <laughs> she, she might Don't be all right. Like, well, here. I mean, I guess the money. But then the part that really gets me, which I'm sure we'll get to, is when she gets a hold of the guy at the NSA. I was like, oh, yeah. You are- I, Nuts. Yeah, I was yeah. all about redemption oh, yeah, no. for Kayla. I was like, okay, I don't yeah. like the fact that we're leading into this is how she, she, so she is sexually harassed as a kid by her dad yeah. and actually raped by her dad and her and her sisters. And her sisters. So she kills him because, you know, she breaks. <laughs> Yeah. as one does and um i just all i could think of was like can we just not like all i could think of was 50 shades of gray where it's like can we just not have a kink relate back to like some kind of assault and then i was like oh no no she's actually literally unhinged and so yeah. okay she's nuts. yeah unhinged that's that's the yeah. word yes yeah. absolutely she's absolutely unhinged yeah. Um, From E, I think any redemption with her, I no. As soon as she called the once, NSA director, I was like, "Oh no, never mind." Yeah, you were that, but really, actually, before that, Cho, that's what did it. I was like, "Oh, never mind. I'm gonna need somebody oh, to that kill did you." Happen. Where these yeah. monsters? That did happen before. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they get the mine shaft set up. 
um, a bunch of guys go down and they realize it's six point or sixty six point six degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. which I was like, get out, get out. Right. It's, this is a clear sign that you need to get out. <laughs> I had a, a woman one time that was like, can you ring up something? Her, her ticket came out to be like $6.66. And she's like, I need to add something to my order because I can't end on this number. And that's all I could that's, think of. I've like... seen that a lot of times where people would be like, nope, throw on a pack of gum. <laughs> um, so... I don't remember who's with Jansen because it's kind of just a red shirt person. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember either. Name. But he ends up falling and breaking a leg, some ribs, dislocating his shoulder. Basically, he's stuck. And this is like hours after they're down there. Maybe not even hours. I think it's like been maybe two hours. It's like, good job, dude. I think he's Irish. Was he one of the two guys? Because there were two guys who asked to kind of pull a double shift. Yes. Sort of. Yes. I think he's one of the two that just kind of wanted to be in there. Yeah, like they finished doing the thing very late, like cleaning out the last bit. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think they'd been on the job for like 12 hours. You're right. And it was him and some, I feel like it's him and the guy that, that was with him. It's Yeah, like I want to say Keith, but I think that's wrong. <laughs> we'll call him Keith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good old Keith. I thought yep. they said in the book that Jansen was Irish, but then when I was listening, he had a different accent when he was doing that. So I'm not sure what Jansen's mm. supposed to be, but I'm going to go with Irish just because I know Ollie listens and those damn <laughs> Irish. He kind of rest, Ollie. Um, so they, he, um, Redshirt Keith goes to get Mac to help pull him up and, um, Jansen gets well. He was missing because, but he does hear the rattlesnake sound yes first before his little section ends. The giant evil rattlesnakes. The giant evil yep. rattlesnake. <laughs> um, so there is a lot of question of whether or not he um, faked his injuries. If yeah. he's you know if there's another company, is there sabotage going on, espionage, all those great things. Oh. Um, that's pretty much everyone's focus is, is it like a claim jumper coming in? Was he working with them? Right. Did they hurt him on purpose? Um, and actually before that, uh, uh, Veronica and Sanji come before that because they end up going down after. They do, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Sanji ends up calling Veronica to let her know that the knives she found in Argentina were found up in Utah, which those knives hadn't been found anywhere else so she gets up here or up to utah and they go together um and immediately her and bertha do not get along yeah. which no. yeah. then runs like the entire way through the story it's like at some point they'll get along right no, no. <laughs> apparently they just absolutely hate each other which they do might be part of why i was getting like an 80s action chick vibe because no woman's nice in this book and none of them get along so mm-hmm. I did like how Veronica brought both knives into the camp and hadn't been checked. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. She had them do hidden. Love that. <laughs> One on each leg. Um, <laughs> Connell was not happy about that. <laughs> which like, 
I don't know if they had a metal scanner or what, but it was platinum. We found out then that right. that's the knives are made from platinum. But they should be a pat down. Nothing <laughs> like yeah. error, you know. Was it in her know. sock? I can't even remember where it was. It was. Yeah, it was in her it shoe was, or something, yeah. or in her boot. Both of them, like, uh, like strapped to her legs on bo- one on each, yeah. I think, because um, she took one off to show uh, Connell and say, you know, this is the one that they found here in Utah, and then here's the second one in my other leg <laughs> is the one I found in Argentina, um, <laughs> because her concern that. was. Yeah, <laughs> her concern was they were just going to blast through that mountain to get whatever you know platinum, whatever else they could find, and destroy any uh, record of the that uh, civilization. So he makes a deal with her that she can explore, mm-hmm. and if there's any room that she doesn't want them to touch or do anything with, they won't. Right. Of course. I feel like both of them were like, he's going to try to back out on this oh, at yeah. some point. Oh, yeah. Um, and he definitely And then that have. she... Oh, yeah. Oh, he does try uh, to. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Thanks, thanks to Mac, um, he does not. Yeah. Mac, yeah. And I think part of the deal was also she could use his, like, the laser drill and stuff like that in oh, Argentina. Yeah. All, the, yeah. all the tech that she wanted and the, the cool suits so that she could go further down. Yeah. Yeah, basically, Earthcore was going to... Uh, pay for her digs going forward mm-hmm. um right and she's been on natural geographic like she's a big time awesome doctor archaeologist yes. um, right who, who would not have hesitated to shut down their mining if he didn't at least talk to them no i really like the explanation she was because he's like do you know who i am and like legally what i can do and she's like oh i'm sorry would you like to hear what i can do and i was like that's awesome <laughs> Um, yeah, her list of things is bigger and will just yes. stop you in your tracks. You're not going to get any platinum this way. She's going to uh, call the governor. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and then this will happen, and then the media will come, and then this yeah. will happen. <laughs> uh, and she likes uh, the the F word quite a bit. Like I feel like it's every sentence. <laughs> and for someone who yeah. really cusses way too much, that being me, like I, even I was like, <laughs> this is a bit much. Like. <laughs> Like it's almost like a joke how much she yeah. she swears. She's a very angry person. There's not a lot of not angry people in this book. Um, um Yeah. Brandy's <laughs> usually not angry. Yeah. Rand- Brandy, Brandy is milk toast. We keep coming back to Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Who I so I wrote this down as well. A- Angus calls him dirty Randy. I don't know if either of you watched The League. No. no but there's there's a there's a character on there named Dirty Randy. Do, who... do we like Dirty Randy on that show? He's got he's ridiculous. He's played by Seth Rogen. Oh God, okay. Um, he shoots porn. Oh, and he does a lot of other things. Well, that makes him definitely dirty. <laughs> Hence the nickname. <laughs> um, she works at Mount Fitzroy Forgotten Underground Metropolis, which I like. She's convinced that this is a a human race, a forgotten race. Mm-hmm. The Chowtelians? Yeah, the Chowtelians. Nice. I was yeah. not going to attempt that. It's uh, only because I heard it. Yeah, the audiobook. <laughs> Couldn't tell you how to spell it. Oh, yeah, I don't enough. know if I, if I wrote it right. I oh, I could tell you how, how to spell I it. Say it but. I, wonder, I wonder how I would have said it in my head had I not heard it first. <laughs> I did make a note about their counting system, which mm. I found fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because 
Yeah, base 12, yeah. but also because it discusses, like, the Mayans are at base 20, Babylonians were at base mm-hmm. 60, um, which is just really cool. I never really considered archaeology as a subject to study, um, but reading that stuff, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, and also the way she found the knife, um, they had found a piece of metal embedded in a femur and she ended up buying the guy's buying the guy's land because it was it was platinum so she bought the land and then did some digging and found a massacre that basically was like a town had all been buried bones pottery everything um so i think that's important for later (laughs) yeah um oh and then she found the actual knife too in a tunnel she uh so they start digging so Sanji, Sunny, and Veronica start digging. They, I think they find some bones and find mm-hmm. in, in that. I did highlight this because I rolled my eyes heavily and had to put the book aside for a moment. Um, it says that Sanji, Sunny, and two Earth Corps guards carefully dug into the plateau's dirt and rock. Veronica watched them. She needed a break. A girl can only take so much. And I was like, listen... <laughs> Like, this is her job. And her dad, we've made very clear, is like 40 pounds overweight and sits at a desk all day. No. Like, no. And then plus later it makes another comment of like, she was doing something because like she's this driven and this is her job. And I was like, okay, then why did you have her earlier quitting because she's just a girl? she's going maybe wasn't used to because it was a mass grave so that's fine she maybe wasn't used to all the body parts. okay i'll give you that although it's not her i want to hope that that's what it is i'll i, I will take know. that hoping because <laughs> the guards all do seem to be ex-military of some sort yeah and then uh sunny thinks that that's the party that william benjamin party from or camp right. from 1885 yeah. because when the sheriff went up there, they couldn't find the camp. They found nothing. No one and no sign of anyone. Yeah. So. And he starts talking about and how I mean, awful no... William Benjamin is. Because he's convinced yeah. that he did this. Right. Because they were the longest uh, intact remain that they found was a femur 18 inches long. Everything else was chopped to bits. Yeah, that's gross. Also important for later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um... So they're doing this when the miners come across a, uh, a picture room, which officially becomes like the Rosetta Stone of trying to understand this primitive language as we think it is at the time. Um, they talk about how this room was really cool. Um, Cause they talk about how there's, they think it's two different species that worship the same gods or that it's uh a species that evolved over time but it's very clearly like there's a Libba Bray wrote a quote uh, in, in a book I read recently that was like um, those that conquer get to rewrite history thus winning twice and that's like listening or where they're talking about how they're trying to basically like scratch out the original pictures and everything I was like oh is that what this is is this a race that mm-hmm. conquered and is trying to get rid of, um, which I don't think it quite is. I think it's, um, no. yeah, it, it seems like they sort of made it like, or at least they make like it 
seem that the race itself had just sort of devolved oh yeah over they're, time they're as opposed to bread and disease yeah because that's what he was you know when he makes that reference about how the pictures are like super intricate underneath the pictures that look like graffiti on mm. top of it right that it's like the more advanced yeah. race existed first just thought it was a cool concept that they're like you know it, it sort of breaks the norm of where you think the story would go yeah as they're you know getting going backwards basically right um this too um just this is what also around when jansen goes missing first yep yeah doyle they go investigate yeah um and then find the giant room but O'Doyle does see blood spatter and he finds what is it, Jansen's finger. Yep. Yeah. But then he's still, they still call Connell, Veronica, and then Sanji go down. Does anyone else go down with them? Oh, the security, other security. Yeah. Two goes other down security with them guards. as well. Mac, right. Mac goes down. Mac's already yeah. down there, but yeah. Oh, that's true. That's oh, true. yes. Because he's, the, that. this is where Mac tells Connell that he made a deal with Veronica. I think it was, yeah, that he made a deal with Veronica. He has to get her and bring her down yeah. to see this room. He doesn't say what it is, but that she has to come too. Right. They also make um, reference with the Jansen's rope about how, mm. you know, like this is when they're talking about whether or not he's defected to some other group or if he's been injured or whatever. And basically it doesn't matter. They they still need to go find him no matter what the, the cause of it is, but that Jansen's rope had been cleanly cut. Mm-hmm. And so that, that leads to more speculation as to exactly what right. happened with him. Did anybody really think that he was okay? That he was just like... <laughs> no, yeah. Wait, no, we were... <laughs> no, no. The minute he broke his leg, it's like, oh, he's he, he, it's going to go yeah. poorly for you. Yeah. Right. When he broke his leg and got left alone, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> just cl- just try climbing up the rope. <laughs> yeah. Your arms oh. still work. Get to, get to climbing. Right. Just pull yourself up. All your body weight. Go. You have another leg. That yeah. can help you. <laughs> I mean, like, rock climbers break their legs all the time. They are supposed to know these things of, like, how to tie so you can pull a guy up. I don't know. I'm assuming I don't ever go this extreme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely not. Splunking in three miles under the ground. Um, so this is, there's a lot that kind of goes on during this time. We've got a bunch of people that go underground. And above ground, we've got the scientists that are doing two different oh, things. Right. We've got at least three people that are looking into the fact that we have, are basically having small earthquakes. Then yeah. they also have scientists that are working on the fact that, like, they found this line um, that ends up being, like, a perfect rectangle. Hmm. Uh, why that's more important, I don't know. <laughs> but apparently it is. Because they only have three working on these seismic uh, occurrences, um, which they find out are happening in a line as they go towards the mine shaft. So mm-hmm. at this moment, they realize it's time for another one. It's going to probably be near the mine shaft, and all hell's about to break loose. And I was like, yay, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get rid of some people. Yeah. And then right. I felt bad. This is where I was like, Okay, are they gonna get up? Because uh, O'Doyle told, showed Connell the finger, told him that Jansen's, this is what's happened to him. Um, so Connell is immediately upset that the head of his security 
finds a finger and then calls like five or six more people down to come down. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so he's like, no, we're leaving. We're, we're, we're all going up together and then we'll, we'll figure this out up there, but we, we're all getting out. Right. So they're waiting for the elevator to come down. And I, does it take, I wrote down, it takes forever to come down. Is it 15 minutes, half an hour, half an like hour half to get all the way to the bottom? Yeah. And I think there's like 15 minutes to go or something like right. that at one, uh, while they're waiting. And then again, everything hits the fan. Very realistic. <laughs> And the fact yeah. that this is a very long. Yes. Oh, because um, also when they get to the bottom of the elevator shaft, Katarina calls down and talks to Connell and explains what the seismic activity is and that they need to get out. Yes. <laughs> um, because there's going to be another one and it's going to cause cave in like it's going to go bad. Yeah. So. Which like. Had she explained this to him once? Did they know this? Did he know this already? That she'd explained that they didn't know what it was or what yeah. was causing it. So she didn't really make much of an explanation. And then Connell gave her crap about that because that's what Connell does. Mm-hmm. Right. But they knew that and, this yeah. was the and possibility she... was that like it was leading towards a cave in. And yet they still sent people down there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they knew because I think it was Ahmed who plotted them and it showed that they were getting closer to. Yeah. The shaft, so they didn't know it was they plotted like, coming for them, so to speak. <laughs> times I was like, "This is mm-hmm. repetitive and ridiculous." Yes, which and it took what forty five minutes to yes. an hour to do one retest. I was like, "Katarina, do you need to just?" Oh, yes. There's people down there; <laughs> they need to get out. <laughs> like, I get where she's coming from. She's thrown into a leadership role way too mm-hmm. early with way too much pressure, and was like, "You have to do this. You have to do this." As great as your boss, who's this like super genius, and mm-hmm. yeah, like. I felt her reactions were very real. If every other woman had been nice and she was the only one that was like barking orders and and had this shift, like I would have been all for it. But by this point, she's like the third or fourth person. And then I'm like, you're another female that's just angry. Yeah, but and- I thought like her reaction, like, I don't know, you, you see that a lot when people get put into like management. I mean, obviously oh, not yeah. to this extreme because it's not so stressful. But they don't quite know how to deal with the the authority that they've been given or the frustration that now comes with having people to work underneath you. And I thought her reactions were very, very, like, realistic to that. No, I completely agree. Like, uh, yeah. just the immediate change in her demeanor, especially towards Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Poor Ahmed. Yeah. Yeah, she's <laughs> just, like, think... horrible to him instantly. I think she'd said that he had been there longer, had more yeah. seniority yeah. over her when Connell offers her the job. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he lost his wife during uh, the yes. infected That's, um, yeah. series. Right. Which I thought was kind of cool. In Chicago. I made a note of that and was like, cool. And then texted him was like, yeah. am I reading this right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I made a note to ask you guys. <laughs> So I was like, I think that's got to be what this has to be referring to that. And then there was something else, too, I meant to ask about. Um, it's right before that's mentioned. It's something about, um, I think, in Denver or somewhere when they're driving to the lab, there's mentions of terrorists knocking down a bridge. I assume that was probably part of the same thing. It, I don't think that, that one was familiar. infected. I think that one was oh. Anse- not Ancestor. I think that was one of the other books, though. Okay. So is there, I forgot about that. 
but part of the same world yeah kind of, yeah all, all of his books take place in the same sort of okay. universe and that's why that's cool. why some of the references like i was telling megan like there's a reference to a character in nocturnal and then his direct descendant in the gfl series which is something like 500 years later and oh. they they share a name which was a little bit confusing when you're first reading the book not knowing that it all sort of ties <laughs> together but yeah every every book relates into the same same universe okay i wonder how many cool. nods we didn't get oh no i'm sure a ton <laughs> i'm sure a ton because he added a bunch of stuff into this book and it's been so long since i've read some of the other books I even tried looking at some of the the Siglerpedia stuff to 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 see what we've missed, and there's just there's a lot of information on there. There is, yeah. Um. So, uh, Katarina, all she can think about is her family. She's, I mean, I get it, but also kind of awful. But also, like, I don't know how I would react in this situation. Where she's like, we need to get the hell out of here. And Ahmed's like, we need to save the people in the mines. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm getting out of here. I have family. <laughs> right. Because at first she was like, we have to stay and wait. Because Connell will want to talk to us. Right. Then the activity happens. And she's like, oh, we got to get out of yeah. here. <laughs> it's so, bad. Um, yeah. And she. I mean. I don't know. Good. <laughs> I totally understand where she's coming from. I don't know how I would have been in that situation. Um, so Sunny is also, okay, so this is kind of like, it's not the climax, but it's kind of like the end of the first part of this book. So we've got people in the mine. We've got all the red shirts that are still above ground for the most part that are all about to die. Sorry. And then we've got <laughs> Kayla, Cho, and Sunny. Sunny has left. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. happened. I can't remember exactly what. I, either like the feeling was just getting to him too much, and he was just like, yeah. "It's no longer worth it. I'm not going to live through this. I'm getting the hell out of here." Yeah. And the feeling, the feeling, it got to be too much, and it's like I can't spend my two percent if I'm dead. So exactly. Forget yeah. this. I'm just, I'm done. So he starts, and like at this point, Connell has collected everybody's keys, everybody's phones. Like you cannot leave this site. Or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so he is has decided that he's going to walk to the main road and hitchhike back. Because he's got a million dollars at the end of the day. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. So got that's something. why he's not at camp when everything happens. Yeah. Um, he does ask Cho to go with him. Cho kind of grew yeah. on him. Um, I love their relationship. Yeah. That was, it was, yeah. <laughs> Cho and Sonny. And then later, Connell and O'Doyle. Yes, were the yeah. two that mm-hmm. I the, the two relationships that I enjoyed the most. But yeah, yeah. Cho, Cho and Sonny throughout the whole thing, just them jabbing back and forth at each other. Yes, I was like I really yeah. want to hang out with these guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like Cho, please go with him. <laughs> Part of me was like, but I'd doesn't. probably hate Cho in real life, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a bro. Uh, yeah, but he and Sonny definitely balance each other. They do. Yeah. Why was Cho not at camp though, or does he just get blown? From the camp. He's on guard at the, yeah, at the I don't know what gate. Posted but a up gate. at the gate. Does he yeah, take so off? he's not near. When everything starts happening? He gets out, okay. yeah. Um, and Kayla's too far away because she's not actually part of the camp. Right. Right. So 
but we kind of witness it from her point of view, everything that happens. And basically these creatures come out of the grounds and start fires and kill everybody. And it's really graphic and kind of horrific. And I really felt bad that I was like, where's all the action? So yeah. like, yeah, that's like the only way more than you it. can handle. <laughs> and part of me was um, like, we're only halfway through this book. Isn't everybody dead? Like yes. what? Yeah. What's left? I looked at my phone at that point. I was like, I have 10 hours left. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going to happen from here. Who's going to make it? Especially when, like, the description of them coming out. And I think because Katarina, she gets towards the end as everything starts to shake and crumble, basically. She hurts her ankle, but she's able to get out. But then uh, when we see it from Kayla's perspective she sees a woman come out her ankles like she's limping or whatever but she also has a cut to her neck and then she falls and she dies but then these creatures come out and hack her to bits (laughs) so and then anyone else in the camp that they basically they they do that to everybody anything that moves in the camp they chop up yeah we actually are given a lot of these people's names and like there's a party where we get information on a bunch Mm. of these people but like Mm -hmm. honestly there's so many characters to remember that are actually important that <laughs> it's like yeah. I couldn't tell you any of their names now. Kayla the next morning talks about how like there's no um, evidence of these creatures. Um, right. Because they, after all was said and done, they dragged their dead back in yeah. with them. Because, you know, there was still some security upstairs or upstairs up right. above with guns. Right. Um, but they took their dead with them and everybody else. And... Uh, they hit, they did something, they hit something which caused basically just a giant fire and burned everything up. Yeah. Right. Which I think was intentional. Yeah. Um, oh, they were also to me kind of very confused by fences for minutes. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Um, yeah. Then, and then, oh, with Cho, when he gets out, mm. he backs out, you know, closes the gate and he's leaving um one does chase him down right yes and the knife that we were talking about uh gets thrown i think into his shoulder uh-huh. and at this point i was walking my dog so anyone who heard me walking the dog just heard me going no <laughs> over and over and over again <laughs> i was very happy when t- we find out he's okay Yes, because he kills it. And then yes. anyone who saw me walk in my doctor me go, he kills it. Cause I, <laughs> because <laughs> we had seen, or Kayla had seen other people shooting at them, and it seemed like they weren't stopping. So I was like, you right. can't kill these things? Yes. What? <laughs> um, yeah, poor Chief Brody. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably like, yeah. that's <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> like what? Whatever. <laughs> I'm outside. <laughs> that's about how Charlie was yesterday. I guess let's get through kind of what happens with the people on the surface, because not a lot. And then we can go back underground. Yeah, they're pretty much all dead sure. at this point. Um, There's like yeah. three of them left floating around. Right. Pretty much, yeah. Just the three. Kayla decides and they're she's going like, to use this. They're, they're like, Cho's walking around and, and Farm Girl's watching Cho and Sonny's watching Farm Girl. and <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm very impressed with how much Sonny watches her and never gets caught. Right. Yes. I mean, they do make mention a lot beforehand that, like, he is very, very quiet, and right. which makes is what has made him very good at his job so far. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so curious if he's going to come back for the second book. 
Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think how old he was in this. He's, is he in his 60s? Cho does not get a great ending. No. He does not. No, he or does Cho. not. No. Cho yeah. wakes because... up. All that, all that happiness for him living yes. after he fights the rock to pie, right. it so gets sad. taken away from you. It's like I stopped right. for a minute and just kind of stared at the space and was like, I should have seen it coming. Yeah. But yep. you don't. Because. <laughs> no. She, Kayla decides she's going to use this event to get back into the NSA and turns on, I think, like a signal blocker. I was like, oh, great. So no one's going to be able to call for help anyone down underground when they get up, if they get up. Um, But then Cho has a walkie talkie. She catches on to that signal because she lets the blocker stop, I think, every periodically so that she can catch any outgoing signals or calls. And she goes to him pretending to be help. And she's not. No. Yeah. No. She blows his head Big off. Big tip off. Right. Big tip off when the person has you get in the back of their car and they've lined it with plastic sheeting. Yeah. yeah. And they claim yeah. that, oh, I just got this car. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. No matter how dehydrated you are, no matter how much you uh, want to wake off to a cup, because we got to read about that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will never sit on plastic covered seats in my life. There you go. Nope. Like yeah. somebody invites me into their car if the seats are plastic. Nope. I'll yeah. walk. Just, I'm I will walk. Just, I'm going to call an Uber. You go into someone's yeah, house yeah. Mm-hmm. and they have plastic on their seats. Just turn around and walk out. Um, yeah. So she kills Cho and I had to kind of read it a few times to be like, no. And Sunny sees it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor Sunny. Um, but yeah, let's get into this call that she makes to the NSA first. Oh, that was batshit. And I don't remember that the first time I listened to the story. Don't know if it was there or not. It, right. I mean, it very well could have been. It's been years since I listened to it. But even if it was, it still it still caught me off guard. Yeah, up until this point, I think all of us are still kind of on the fence of like, could she be redeemed? Um, then she blows. Cho have- happens, I think. Does she call first? I don't know. This all kind no, of Cho happens okay. first, <laughs> which is where I was like, "Nope, there's no redemption for you." Yeah, I it's not. I don't think. Yeah, it's yeah. Happen. Cho, Cho definitely happened first, but um, when she makes that yeah. that phone call and she's going to tell them all about the yeah. what she's found basically to get her spot back in the NSA, and then you realize why it was that she was removed from the NSA. So she's convinced she's removed from the NSA because she's a woman, and because yeah. mm-hmm. she is seen as a vicious or more horrific person because she's a woman that does these things that men can do. And she supposedly sold information, which she said all the Mm -hmm. men were doing, but she got removed from the NSA for doing it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, It was apparently a political play in her mind for the guy that is now head of the NSA to, to get to where he is. Um, However, (laughs) it is because, and it is briefly hinted at earlier in the book that Anytime she threatens anybody, she threatens the kid, the kids, because if you threaten a spouse, you might run into someone who's like on the verge of divorce and like, you know what? You can kill my spouse. It's fine. But <laughs> right. very, nobody, everybody's pretty attached to their kids. Um, right. So she did that with Herbert, threatened to go after yes. his sons, I think. Yes. And she said she's never had to go after the kids except for once. And I just, I guess I kind of was just like, oh yeah, Okay. That's that sounds like a thing that someone in the NSA would say. Um, 
it didn't hit me then. <laughs> and then they're like, no, it didn't hit me either. <laughs> talking about, so they, they actually kicked her out of the NSA because someone sent pictures of what she did to these kids. Yeah. Nine um, and seven years nine old. And Very seven, young. Yes. Um, she use she uses pliers to essentially break um, joints and she did it to these poor kids. And the NSA director, um, Andre, I think is his name, is like, mm-hmm. this was not necessary. Like, what secrets could they have had? And her internal response was like, no, this is bullshit. Like, I did what I needed to do to get the job done. And that's the point where I was like, oh, no, you were just yeah. you were gone. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I got the info. So what? And then she did say that she also vaguely remembered him saying something about <laughs> the kids when he fired her but that was all smoke and mirrors yeah, like that's yeah, not the yeah. real reason they were yeah. letting her go you just said the nsa director's name it was uh andre, andre vogel yeah he's another yeah. callback to another book okay. him and o'doyle both uh-huh. were were both in another book i didn't think about that tall just now when oh, you said cool. that oh. i think it was ancestor okay. but i may be wrong about that um interesting poor doyle poor o'doyle if he had to deal with anything else <laughs> yeah, right um, he, he's led um, quite a life Plus. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he makes it through Mount Fitzroy. Yeah. Um, so that's the point where we realize we don't know which is scarier: these creatures that are in the ground, or the trained assassin that's on top of the ground trying to figure out her way in. Right. Oh no, I know which Even one's if... scarier. Which one's scarier? <laughs> the, the trained assassin, because she is batshit. She is batshit. Yes. Yeah. And yes. gets off like. As she's watching people get tortured by these creatures, like she's yeah. getting off on it. It's mm-hmm. not, it's, yeah, it's a line. Yeah. That's way back there that we should not have crossed. Right. Um, so she wants, so she has to get proof. And to do this, she needs to make sure that anybody else that can know about what's going on here is dead. So she goes off to find Angus and Randy, who are supposed to be in the hospital after this generator blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we go to the people that are underground because <laughs> they're still alive uh, yes Some of them. the elevator shaft destroyed the elevator crashed down and killed let's see I think that the piece of the elevator killed one security guard and then uh, his last name was Crooks and then the other two Braxton and Jenkins got crushed by rock Yes. Um, so we're left with O'Doyle, Bertha for security, Veronica, Sanji, and Connell, and Mac are all yes. still alive. Yes. Dinged up, for sure. Yes. But still alive. Um, um, I liked when they were all having the conversation about uh, rescue and the reality of it, since Veronica and Sanji didn't know what went into creating the shaft. Um, they we're faced with the harsh reality <laughs> that um, there is another drill that they could ship that they could ship set up, you know, but they'd have to sense, get it over there, set it up, start drilling. The best estimate was two weeks for them yeah. to get down, yeah. drill another shaft. If everything went absolutely perfectly, um, more likely three to four weeks because there's always some type of issues. Um, and that they only had three days of food, because um, I guess they were setting up like sort of like a not a base camp, but like another 
underground area, but there's only three days worth of food if they ration very well. Yeah, like I've lost all hope at that point for that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say because they're like they're convinced that it's a competitor that's come in and that is causing mm-hmm. this issue. Oh, because they find right. the Kilroy sign. Right. As well. Oh, right. right. Totally didn't talk that. about. Um, Connell finds or, or O'Doyle finds a sign that gives that he gives to Connell yeah. that says Kilroy was here, I think is what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Which shows in... that they're not the first people to be right. down there. Right. Um, so they're convinced that it's a competitor that's causing all the issues. So they're going to go and see if they could find the competitor shaft, which I think right. Veronica puts that together. If I'm not mistaken. She, yes. I think she's the one who proposes that idea. Right. And all I could think of um, was like, oh God, no, it's not. It's not. You're going to die. Right. Yeah. And also you don't know what's happened up above. So no. the, even like the first idea of getting a, a, a another drill out Who's going to call exactly. for that? Because right. everybody else right. up there yeah. is dead. Um, I do like to talk about how long the suits will last. As mm-hmm. well as like rationing their headlights. Um, right. Again, very realistic. And I think they maybe they might have talked about it when Mac and his team before everything went terribly. But when they were starting to go in about the suits and how if there's a rip, you need to report it right away. Yeah. We need yeah. to patch it. And how quickly you'll start to feel that heat. So. Yeah, it's like almost instant second-degree burns. Um, so they do have some equipment to patch up if there were, if something mm-hmm. happens. But, yeah, they, they make go reference to cooking a lot. Yes. And I found that to be really upsetting. Like, there's there's one thing when somebody talks about burning, when they talk about cooking. it's uh, That's a little bit harder for me to deal with. As Sanji puts it. Yeah, the roast. Yeah, yeah, he refers to uh, cooking a slow roast, slow roasted roast. That's not right. Yeah, just uh, a roast. <laughs> no, yeah, it's yeah in the oven. Um, he says he cooks it. I can't at remember the same who he says that to. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to cook. Also, the suits are bright yellow. I think uh, we haven't mentioned. Yes, but so which I loved because. You know, you can see them. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's dark down there. Because that's another thing they talk about is how long their lights will last. And the idea of the lights going out. And <laughs> again, no hope. <laughs> you run out of food. There's no rescue. Your lights are out. You're in the dark. We know that there's these uh, monster alien things going on, you know, around. So, yeah. And uh, oh, also two cool suits had gone missing. There was 24 in total. Two had gotcha. gone missing. Um, Which those things were like $30,000 or something. Yeah. yeah. So Insane very like expensive. That. So Connell was upset about that too because he blamed O'Doyle as head of security that uh, he let this happen, that they had done a count beforehand so they knew they had right. uh, 26 of them. And then after the first 13 person shift went down, they didn't have 13 left. They only had, what, 11? Right. Um, he got after again, O'Doyle a lot. He I mean, I guess there was a lot of stuff that went wrong, and if you're the head of security, I guess you're sort of responsible yeah, for it. Responsible. Underground aliens so. seems like a variable nobody could account for. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But for O'Connell, I'm just like <sighs> me because it, the, the I think we discovered the cool suits after the lab explosion. Oh yeah, maybe. Yes, I was yeah, like, was oh, well, Angus yeah. and Randy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
they have them. Why aren't you seeing this, Connell? <laughs> but I feel like someone see this. By that point, hadn't they tried to call <sighs> Angus and Randy? And yes. yeah, yeah, had successfully Connell called them. Did call? They yeah, had successfully but, yep. called them. Angus was asleep. I mean, I felt like they were up to something, but I really thought that they were. They had escaped to go and try to sell this secret and like start working in another mm. company. Like, I can bring you a platinum mine if you, yeah. you know, let me have these conditions. You know how you're like, I, I, I don't know, you, you get sort of like predisposed to a certain thing and that's the way that it's going to happen and that's the way that you see how it's going to oh, happen. Yeah. And that was Connell with, with somebody is trying to take his, his platinum yeah. mine and everything yeah. that happens is because somebody's trying to take his platinum mine. This is me with most, right. most books. I'm like, I have figured out the ending. How is this not the ending? <laughs> I think that this was me with Hank, specifically with Angus and Randy because when... <laughs> Connell called them you know he got the nurse's station and they transferred him I was like okay so maybe they're at the hospital right now but they're gonna leave after this phone call and go to explore That's, yeah. or the the genius who built the freaking laser drill did something to the phone and he's got yeah. someone else that he's paying <laughs> he's already in the mountain I never I never thought of that one as a possibility I, I for I whatever did. reason it was, I was my like, head that they were guilty. gonna they were gonna get out of that hospital and they were gonna go do something that Connell would rather they didn't but I never once thought hey maybe they're not in the hospital to begin with (laughs) yeah I always thought of like you're pissing off Angus Angus has an anger control management and even though he knows that you're in charge he's going to try to sell you out I did not put (laughs) together despite the fact that like they're splunking the first time we see them and they even talk about how like they didn't bring extra cool suits for them to go in there and Mm -hmm. yet Yes. It still never hit me. That was the other thing. Like, yeah. The clues are no, all there. Like, Angus. Angus is, I mean, Randy's guilty too, but I was like, this yes. is all Angus, him, the driving force, because if he hadn't said anything, like if he hadn't brought this up, they would have stayed in the lab. Then they would have gotten <laughs> cut up by the things. But, you know, they, <laughs> they uh, or actually, yeah. no, if he had shared all of the tech, then maybe they would have known what was coming for them or that something bad was going to happen. Maybe nobody would have died. Just maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It would have been a very boring We'll book, never though. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a good bit of their the, the second half of this book is them trying to get through the cave. Um, they learn that the map is not great because Mac gets a little lost occasionally. There's also mm-hmm. a river in there that uh, is not on the map. I think I just I skipped kept, over a big chunk, but I kept trying to to picture the 3D map whenever they would talk about it. Yeah, like I think at one oh, point I they couldn't. even say something like, "You can't hold a 3D map upside down," and I'm like, "Well, how does that work?" Like, I got yes, I, that through my brain. <laughs> at one point, he has like one that's like in plastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but if they had had Angus's real tech, yes. Yeah. They also so. Yeah. O'Doyle, well, we haven't really talked about this. At one point, O'Doyle asks Bertha on a date before they all go down underground. Right. Uh, he is all scarred up. He is ex-military, um, an, an ex-assassin, basically, um, and is not attractive by conventional means because of all the scarring. He asks out Bertha, who, like, I mean, this happened so early in the book, was she interested in him before this? I, I, I don't, don't think remember. so. Or at least she never made any sort of mention of it. I think it sort of like 
I feel like she had a crush, but was like, there's nothing that will ever happen out of it. I feel like she also was more, or was kind of like, I'm not pretty. No one's interested yeah, in me. Yeah, I think that's what I got from it. Yeah, yeah. like I'm trying happen. to figure out if yeah. her her line comes from more of she actually had a crush, and when she found out he was also interested, that was great. Or if it was one of those nobody else would ever be interested in me, and thus I am clinging onto this because one of them's a lot worse. I don't know <laughs> that you ever get a clear like if you're talking about her true motivation. I don't know if you get a clear sort of like line in between either one of those. Fair point. Um, but she does. She does to make that comment about how like what is he talking about? Nobody would talk to me that way. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't. I don't know, because she. You could make arguments for both cases, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of left up to your and then it definitely... interpretation. But like I guess the, the 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 more explicit of the two would be the no nobody looks at me like this argument as opposed to and she's a terrible person later in this book. She, yeah, she she's like I'm uh, sorry, but uh, like, she kind of is. Like I wanted to like Bertha, but God, she drove me nuts. She's real quick to sell out other people. So quick. But I guess like a ton of people are like. It's interesting to see like the decisions that they make when forced to make those decisions and they don't mm-hmm. always go like the way that you just sort of like flatline expect them to like you expect like the heroic no we all leave to no she's like no me and Patrick are getting out of here I don't care about you other yeah. people right no right she doesn't at all yeah her and Veronica still butt heads yeah. <laughs> the whole time and I don't think it's ever the explained why like I know so with, when Veronica first goes to the camp, it's obvious, or to the to the site, they've got, it's guarded, there's fences, um, and Bertha tells them to stop, and they don't. So when Connell comes out to see these people who've arrived, I think Sanji's on his knees, and Bertha has Veronica's arm pinned behind her back. Yeah. But then Bertha does kind of say later that, it's when, actually, when Patrick asks her out for the date, she thinks he's going to reprimand her, so she's yeah. like, yeah... I, get, I used excessive force like from the beginning it was just in her head she's like it was just the way Veronica was ag- acting or how she like rubbed her the wrong way or something and that then damn confidence. they just yeah they don't get along forever after yeah. that do you think it's because they're both so like I guess I guess the word would be sort of dominant personalities oh yeah they're both very like, type A maybe, yeah. yeah and that's that's probably part of the reason they just never see eye to eye is that immediately from when they meet each other it's who's in control of the situation and, I mean that's yeah. that's better than what I thought which was Veronica is attractive and thus that's why she gets mad at her is that it's uh, a confident you know attractive woman mm. and then Veronica's that, pissed because she got handcuffed that very well yeah. the way that Bertha yeah. describes herself that very well fits as well yeah, no. it's just really hard for me to like Bertha, guys. I'm sorry. I really don't at all. I will say I also wrote down, women can't be friends. I know, this is my biggest complaint like, of, like, any book. Can we not just <laughs> stop stop yeah. with the 80s? But, so, um, they are... We haven't even talked about the silver bugs. Oh, my God. Which... Are they the owls? The owls, yes, yes, Angus, the owls. Angus. 
artificial you. Artificial, artificial life, life forms. Yeah. 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 They um when we do see Angus and Randy in the actual tunnels, they end up catching a silver bug. And I think Angus says it's like three hundred pounds of platinum in it or something yes. like that, which would be worth a crazy amount of money. Yes. It was like half a million dollars worth um, of platinum in this one thing. Yeah. And we do find out he did do something to the phone. Oh, did Kayla go already? Yeah, Kayla went to the hospital already. Yeah, she went yeah. to the hospital and finds out that they're not there. Doesn't right. kill the nurse, right. thank and God. And there's a nurse on the take. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he had done something to the phone, so when Connell called him, he could get through, and then he uses their walkie-talkie to disrupt the communication amongst the silver bugs. So they kind of end up all scattered and don't really bother them. Right. I do love, well, no, I really wanted to kick Angus, but still, he's like, silver bugs. Really? Yeah, he's They're like platinum. making fun of them. Oh, yeah, when he... His, yeah. his, his great contribution <laughs> was Al's, yes. but their silver bugs is just ridiculous. Yeah. And he's like, rock to pie. Really? Okay, yeah. fine. Rock to pie is the yeah. best alien name ever, it by the really way. It really is. It has been since the first time oh, I read this book. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Mostly because yeah. the images. Oh, three Angus different is... images, I think we've talked yeah. about. Yes. Evil mm-hmm. grimaces. <laughs> yeah. Evil tentacle grimaces. I'm sorry. So let's talk about these. these Which I, that will haunt your dreams, by the way. Evil grimaces. Evil, evil yeah. tentacle grimace. Oh, God. So these aliens crashed on Earth um, roughly between twelve and 13,000 years ago. Um, they were running from wasp-like aliens. Yeah. And crash-landed. Um, and then there was a... Was it a nuclear leak or explosion? I can't remember which one happened. I think just a leak. Um, um, but it causes them to get really sick and like the, 75% of them die out. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. after... But that was after... I think that was after about 5,000 years yeah. so they'd been doing well for a while yeah and then whatever this was this plague that started then they lost a lot more right yeah um so then... now they've become inbred and they're sick and diseased and don't understand anything that's going on and basically just follow these silver bugs is what we kind of learned <laughs> um, yeah. which were originally right. created just to protect the ship and and it right. seems like the silver bugs have the ability to adapt and progress, right? Even mm. if they don't have sort of sentience, right? Right. Especially given that uh, I did feel new ones pop up, yeah. right? I did feel kind of bad for the uh, the Roctopi when they're when Veronica's deciphering what happened. So I think she saw that it looked like their home planet blew yeah. up. I was like, oh, so they were like the last ones. They're on the run. They started with, I think, like 32,000. They lost like 24. They were doing great for 5,000 years. And then after that, they lost 24,000 more. And then I think another 6,000 from something else after that. So I was like, well, I feel kind of bad for you. (laughs) It it hadn't been a good good run for them. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good twist because usually like if you've got a movie or a story that has this like ancient alien civilization on earth they're usually still incredibly intelligent or whatever 
but this is, you know, we have no idea what the rock to pie would have been like, you right. know, if they had landed today rather than 13,000 years ago. Right. Um, but now... Because we do get to see uh, Angus and Randy find, like, their village. There's a bridge of platinum. There's buildings. Yeah. Like, they had a whole community going on. They weren't just right. living in the dark hiding right. kind of thing. And now they're kind of to the point where it's better dead than attacked by these the wasps. So they've just kind of become a, a race of barbarians i guess um kind of yeah so that's what they're dealing with which is so sad there is a comment from veronica that says um if this is what happened to the ones in in utah like the the ones in argentina um are still more intelligent and thus more yeah vicious so that'll be Right. I got a feeling the ones that the way this ends, I was like, don't do it. Just don't let it be. <laughs> um, They're hiding. They're not coming yeah, up. Just let it be. <laughs> yeah. um, I, we do get to see too where um, uh, Sanji ends up dissecting a dead rock to pie and says the plants, blah, blah, blah. And then the body dissolves yes. before yeah, he, any he, natural preservation can take place. Like basically popped it. Is what he yeah. said. Like it, it didn't, it didn't have any like way to like support itself once it was, it was right. punctured. Yeah. Which then like explains why Veronica, or even when they were even in Argentina or here when they found the mass grave, they didn't see any proof of them. I mean, they did take their dead back with them, but even if they'd left them out, we would have not seen any proof of them. Right. Yeah, so, so while they're going through all this, they're starting to get picked off one by one. Um, Mac dies first. And I honestly, at this point, cannot remember how Mac died. Angus and Randy. Randy stands up to Angus because they hear gunfire. They realize there's other people down there. They use their great tracking tech to see who else is down there. Um, oh, because they have those little trackers on them. Right. That's. That has the, so their name will show up on a screen. Right. When they're yeah, they all them. have a tracker. Marco, Marco Polo. The Marco Polo. Yeah. That's yeah, the back of the mark, which I like the name of that. Yes. It's like that's that's cute. I don't want to give Angus any credit for anything, but all right. <laughs> don't worry. If um, they said at the beginning that he makes a lot of things, and thankfully the ones that he makes that are successful outweigh how much like is spent on the stuff that is not. Yeah. But only um, just. But yeah. <laughs> Angus wants to leave. He doesn't want to help the others. He, they find that village and he's kind of freaked out a little bit and he just wants to get out. And Randy stands up to him and says, no, we're going to help the others. Something's wrong. Like they don't know about the second entrance right. or, you know, we can get them out. We're going to help them. And that's when I think probably the first time that Angus says that Randy's a bully. Yes. And I was just like, yeah. not going along with what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Spoiled rich um, white kid. <laughs> Like yes. all I could think of was like entitled. You entitled brat. <laughs> the moment things start turning not his way, right? He's so yeah. quick to everybody else is against him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to be on his side, or they're just yeah. they're bullies. They're not. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> not even just on his um, side, sort of bending to his will. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, bending. Yeah, whatever he wants. That's yeah. got to be the only way to go. 
So they end up, he says, okay, fine. So they end up going to find the others and they come from a different tunnel. So they're above the cave or some above where they basically Angus kind of rappels down and they have a couple other, you know, uh, sets of climbing gear. So then they start getting everyone out because the silver bugs, I think it's the silver bugs that are coming for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They had shields by that point. Yes, the shield. I loved yes. that description. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> they were very coordinated. Like, they were very, yeah. you know, it was very smart on their part. They're very organized. Um, but still, like, Max the first to die, and I still can't remember how. One of them throws the knife while he's getting in the harness. That's right. Yeah. I think, actually, I think Connell ducks. And that knife might be oh, the one geez. that gets them. Okay, that's right. Or I know Connell ducks at one point, and I just, in my head, I think it was Connell. Someone ducks, and... Connell makes sense. He gets it, yeah. Um, although, oh, before this, too, I did, like, where um, after Sanji dissected one, I think Patrick, they're trying to figure out the best way to go, and Patrick was worried that Veronica and Sanji would be like, no, you can't kill these other yes. beings, and... They're, Veronica's like, oh, we want to live, yeah. dummy. Yeah. They're trying to Veronica. kill us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not peace-loving hippies. We want so, out. Yeah. Oh, and I think Mac had gotten hurt, too, I mean, before that. I don't remember how. By the time but... the seven start dying, like, everybody has at least one injury. Um, yeah. Because Connell's fairly beating they... up them, too. Because they also went across the river at that point, right? So, yeah, like, a lot kind of happens, but it's all kind of a similar, like, we're creeping around Silverbugs Pier. We're creeping around Mm -hmm. Silverbugs. Someone gets injured. Someone almost dies. They occasionally nap. Um, So O'Doyle, Berta, and Connell have big guns. Veronica and Sanji have handguns. Mac does too, I think. I don't um, know. Mac Mac at this point can't. Mac is dead now. Oh, no, no, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but there was one of them that couldn't couldn't carry a weapon at that. Or was that Mac right before he I died? I think I might Mac have... before could, Mac, didn't yeah. have it because he had the map. Yeah. And I also feel like he had a concussion by that point too. Like Mac was in really I bad think shape. so too. He was, yeah. Um, yeah. That's right, because he gave his Tylenol or Motrin or whatever to Connell and later was like, yeah. God, I could really use some Tylenol. Does anybody yeah. have any Tylenol? Right. I think the next... Is Sanji next? Uh, the next one I wrote down is... No, it's Randy. Oh, is, oh God, I... Randy is before that. Oh, Which I was, I was absolutely convinced that Angus was going to take Randy out yes. when he stood between him yeah. on the edge like to where he couldn't right. walk back in. I was like, he's just gonna he's going to end him right here. So I was kind yeah. of shocked that that didn't go that way. Right. Because they find the ship. Yeah. So basically they and... all start to plan a way out. Rand- not Randy. Mm-hmm. Angus is getting angrier and angrier because nobody's really listening to him. Um, Randy's yeah. kind of taking the lead. They ask. Which makes sense because when Connell confronts them about, A, what are you doing right. here? And what's going on? He finds out that obvi- that Angus hid a second entrance and the really good technology. Right. Um, and Randy, like, for the immediately is like, we screwed up, but I'm going to help you get out yeah. now. So. Yeah. And Connell does kick Angus it, in the face. Which is great. 
Yeah. Um, Just like, violence is not the answer, but I'm fine with this right now. <laughs> like, cannot express how awful Angus is. Yeah. Um, so, Randy and Angus are trying to kill one of the silver bugs. They're playing tug of war with it, basically. And, um, or that's the plan. That's that the was, plan. That was Randy's idea because they go off to explore the ship. Oh, and Ang- with Angus volunteering to go with him is why I oh, thought, yeah. like Tim, that this, this is it. This is he's gonna he's gonna kill Randy same, when yeah. no one else is around. Was this one of the new silver bugs? Was this the point when yes. they introduced the two new silver bugs that weren't bothered by the yep. the radios? The, yep. However, they were jamming them yep. with the radios. Because it was a new one. It was smooth. Yeah. And they still had the scrambler on, but it wasn't doing anything. Right. So Randy's idea was when it comes, we each grab the leg or one or two legs, like one on either side. I'll grab the left legs, you yeah. grab the right yeah. ones, and then we'll like tug of war it. And I was like, Randy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy is not going to work with yeah. you on this. He's going to run the second he gets a chance. Exactly. Which is that's, exactly that's what, what he does. <laughs> yeah. And... Randy's death is very sad. But it, it yes. on its face, it seemed like a good plan had he had, like, it did. anybody yeah. else working anybody with him. Else I was like, no, this is a yes. good idea. This is the yes. best idea you got. got. Hold of yes. the, yeah. It's just, you have Angus, so it's probably not going to work. Right. Um, um, I actually listened to Randy die a couple of times, because I was like, nope, that's not the end. What's going on? That's not... <laughs> <laughs> nope, Randy is going to make this out. I'm going to need you to repeat this. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it talks about how he doesn't feel getting stabbed, and then everything starts to fade to black. And I, yeah, yeah it's awful. It's so awful. Yeah. Um, and then while they're doing that, Veronica's deciphering some carvings. Yes. Uh, the ones about like when they landed, and she finally understands their year zero and that's when they came here um and that there's this third carving where there's a sphere that basically gets lowered down detonates and then <coughs> it'll kill everyone i think connell Clark calls it a doomsday device basically right. like death before dishonor it's, it would be better to die than deal with like the yeah that's the when he points out how following how them. awful this enemy must be if if right. doing yourself this in is, is the, better than right. the alternative of being caught by them right um, um oh and then the two other or at least two other um new silver bugs come out and that's when Bertha's fingers get cut off. Yeah. And... She's like, I I need those. I just <laughs> yeah. remember that line yeah, being like so really like, unsettling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um and then Angus comes running out saying that Randy died and I think her suit gets ripped too because O'Doyle's yep. like, we got to fix her yeah. suit. That's right. And, and by that Angus point, they'd used all their patches just, for yeah. Mac and O'Doyle because, like, one of them needed yeah, yeah. 15 Everyone stitches, else. one of them needed 20 stitches. It was not oh, great. it was Connell and O'Doyle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, she slowly starts cooking alive. Yeah. Yes. And Angus <laughs> just jumps in the river to get away from yeah, O'Doyle. I was like, oh, okay. Bye, this was, I was like, how is this the right decision? Was, was that the point? O'Doyle wasn't yelling at you. Yeah. Was that the point where he tells him he's like, "Give me your cool suit." Yes. Or I'm I'm going to kill you. No, no, that's well. He takes the cool suit later, but yeah, yes, which is great. Um, yeah, I, he jumps in the river, and I was like, "Is, is he dead?" 
please tell me that that's not how he dies. It's like, yeah, um, hit them rocks or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I want to, I want a clear death for Angus. Um, yeah. So then they basically they... start, they tie each other together. Like nobody's okay by this point, except for maybe oh, Sanji yeah, right. oh, is okay. Like... like he hasn't He's... taken a lot of injuries. Neither has Veronica, but both of them are not built for this. Yeah, it's right. It's it's so long without food and traveling and right. and in the heat that nobody is like they're right. all on the verge yeah. of exhaustion or or, right. or worse. Oh yeah, I think Sanji broke some fingers. Oh, that's right, he did. Okay, she yeah. did it. Yeah. Um, so he's at the end of this like rope chain as they're the trying to chain. get across yeah. the river, <sighs> and they can't have the scrambler. The on. Bugs are coming. They can't have the scrambler on while they're in water. Right. So right, and then uh, he gets hit. Sanji gets hit by a rock. Yeah, which fatally, like he wasn't going to. Off. He wasn't going no, to live yeah. through that. Yeah, although he was still alive. <laughs> yeah, to see that mm. O'Doyle cut the rope. Yeah, he he made an executive so, decision. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then because the the silver bugs were coming, yeah, there was no way that they were going him. to pull him out. So, no, yeah. yeah, like they didn't have the strength. Yeah. They didn't have the yeah. manpower. Because right. they Connell did pull. He did try. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and, yeah. And like by this point, it's been repeated several times that like Doyle O'Doyle is going to do whatever he can to get everybody out. Like that is yeah. how he's built. And um mm-hmm. the fact that he can't like should signify to everybody like how much of a lost cause he is by that point yeah but of course veronica can't handle that because he right. he has Which... problems coming to term with the fact that bertha is not exactly like that yes you know bertha's not as no. as as married to the idea of everybody getting out right she just she wants, wants to, to get make out. sure that and she wants patrick to get out and that's yeah has mm-hmm. have they said i love you by this point like i really glossed over that part i was like oh no that's that's too much i don't know that they've yeah i don't think they've said it at this point i don't yeah. i don't remember that uh, you don't remember them saying that or yeah i don't no and i don't remember by this point okay having yeah. any sort of i really like really that. expected him to be like yeah this is too soon yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the way that like, too soon because we could die like in he's five just seconds. gonna okay he's like, gonna dump her in the cave with like missing fingers and... the way I haven't that even it's gone written, on a real date the way that it's written is like she says it and she says it kind of i, I think quietly or whatever and he just kind of looks mm-hmm. at her and it was just like he's going to say it but they're not staying together yeah like it was one of those kind of moments um <laughs> I kept thinking about um, so the movie Speed when Sandra Bullock tells Keanu Reeves that relationships based on high intense situations never last. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. It's like no, like, this might be, be the exception. This this might be the exception because it's like, <laughs> what do you do in order to make that relationship last? You go to Mount Fitzroy and sure. you create an, create another super intense sure. situation so that you never really. <laughs> They're not never both really getting out of Mount Fitzroy. One of them is going to no. die. I'm sorry. You just can't. We'll start a poll. We'll start a, a dead poll. There you go. Which one is it going to be? Yeah. Um, yeah. Spoilers. Bertha and O'Doyle get out. And they're the only ones. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Do you tell people that they should read the book before they listen to the podcast? You should start doing that. Um, oh, it's kind yeah. of like a suit. If you are getting to this, it's been a year. And if you haven't yeah, realized that true. like there are spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because like I know. Like the other reason. Jenna. But it seems like it'd be a whole lot more enjoyable to go through this podcast if you've actually read the, yeah. the, um, the material. You know? I mean. There are plenty of podcasts with Probably books some. and movies where I'm like, I'm not going to watch or read this, but I'm curious what it's about. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I know Jenna yeah. tries couple, to read them first. I would go back to. Yeah. Yeah. I know my husband's going to have to. That's the other reason he's in the bedroom right now with Is the dogs. Is he reading the book? I kept talking. I kept talking about it. He's like, okay, you can't talk to me about this anymore because, and I don't even think like the stuff hadn't even really happened. It was just still the beginning I had described. <laughs> Like the grad students at the beginning, um, I I don't remember what else, but like things hadn't hit the fan yet, and I was like, "You can't talk to me about this anymore. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I need to listen to it." Yeah. Like, oh. Is he listening to it now? So he's very excited for tonight. Huh? Is he is he listening to? Is he gonna listen to the book, or is he is he talking about listening to the podcast? The pot to the to the book, and so he's also not gonna listen to this episode of the podcast <laughs> because he wants to not be spoiled which is why he hasn't listened to i think the episode about the power because he still wants to oh, read yeah. that so i was like you gotta like just read with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on chris keep up <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what this podcast is all about making sure chris reads more <laughs> you have to message yeah. <laughs> me and tell me whether or not he liked the book after it gets done okay i'm like I've, I've, i'm just like super surprised all the time when people like the same stuff that i do that's why when you said they like this book, I was like, I told Megan, I was like, don't make fun. Oh, yeah, I know. Don't I was like, I'm enjoying. He's like, I don't know if that you're being serious. And I was like, yeah. of course I'm being serious. <laughs> like, I know from the beginning, I was like, what is happening? Actually, from the beginning, I was thinking how, so Pet Cemetery, or reading that, I was not scared. <laughs> this, when everything started with the grad students, I was like, oh, this might be the one. <laughs> yes. And I, I don't know that I was... <laughs> I don't know that I was scared, but I definitely had some weird dreams that I don't fully remember, but they were weird. And it was because I was listening to this right before I went to bed. That's awesome. Where the hell are we in this plot? I don't know. Yeah, I totally Um, got us off track, didn't I? Sanji's dead. Sanji died. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Happy point to return to. We're kind of going by death, Randy. Well, yeah, we are kind of at the Um, point where everybody just starts getting knocked off. Yeah. Yeah. It starts to sort of rapid fire through. Yeah. Angus, um, when he's going down the river, he does come to a, a room that has a weird orb in it. So I did like we got to see that that third carving that Veronica was deciphering with that weird <coughs> orb or sphere yeah. was like, oh, this doomsday device, yeah. that's real. Um, and then, oh, and then he runs into Kayla. Yeah. Yeah, Kayla's made her way Which. in. And that goes about as well as you think it would. Like, she's just right. got angrier and angrier because, yeah. like, she's oh, yeah. taken personal offense. And yes. she really does snap. Uh, yeah, it's Angus's fault does. that yeah. she can't yeah. get into the NSA. Yeah. Right. He is trying to keep her out of it. Yeah. And she, because she finds. And he's like, I don't. And then they're not at the hospital. Uh, right. Um, she finds his devices that map the mountain yes so she has to find all of those um and she somehow is a how does she find out that the rest of them are in there oh she takes his equipment 
Oh, there's I feel oh, like yeah, the, so the, he, the Marco Polo what? units. So he, yeah, um, when she catches him, he thinks that she is someone there to save him. So he's like, "I'm the only one in here. I'm the only one alive." And then she's like, right, "Cool," which is a lie. And so she tortures him, but and she, during the torture, he admits but it. She knows he's yeah. lying. Oh yeah, of course. Um, well, she knew that yeah, there were. And I, I thought it was. She tortures him. He admits it. Something with. Yeah. I thought there was something before too, but maybe not, or maybe it was just her finding the mapping things. I yeah, thought the, for some reason I connected that with her knowing that the rest of them were in there. there That's how be. she, she, she ends up only. Well, I don't want to get ahead in the story, but yeah, the the, the Marco fine. Polo units mm-hmm. are how mm-hmm. she yeah. uh, goes to find Connell, mm-hmm. which she thinks is all three of them. Yes, right, which was smart. Yeah. But not smart enough because Connell realized he should have taken no. off his own. Right. Yeah. I know. Which yeah. I was like, I thought that was the plan. Was you were gonna throw that? Yeah. Like, He's like, well, that was dumb. Oh. I couldn't figure out what his plan was. Was like to make it look like they were all somewhere else. I really thought he had gone to sacrifice himself. I don't. That's what I thought too. And then I think he realized he's like, wait, I could have just thrown mine too. And it was like we could have just thrown him in the yeah. river. Yeah. So that's why I think he was planning to sacrifice yeah, himself. Yeah. And then that was, was like, the oh, initial. There may have been a better way. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Um. But yeah, she does torture Angus, ties him up, and says she'll be back, and she's gonna go find the others. She gets off on that but... too. Yes. Because even at one point yeah, he's like, does, is her ass on me? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is like the trauma of being tortured and then also like, why is why is this this enjoyable for this woman? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, and then meanwhile, Veronica fakes drowning to get Connell's scrambler. Yeah. Um, she at first is angry at O'Doyle for cutting the line, but she kind of sees the reasoning. Yes about it but she still wants something to hurt for because of her hurt her pain so she's going to get the silver bug so she wants to de- she wants to activate that doomsday device and i when she first gets away from them i was like this is a terrible plan they're going to kill you and then connell realizes that she took his scrambler yeah anger management um, therapy would have been really helpful for her here maybe yeah. she would have gotten out like right which there was something about when she's messing around with it that it seemed like she thought she was going to get out alive, yeah. whereas I thought she was... I'm, she you're was activating this thing yeah. that is going to... I think you're activating something that is going to bring magma up from the Earth's yeah. core. Yeah. How are like, you going to get out? Because she's like, it hits her way too late that she's like, oh shit, how do I get out of this? Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Not planning. <laughs> so, um, and that goes back to the same thing I, I, I was talking about, about not fitting sort of a formula like in that formula she makes it out and in that formula connell remembers to throw the at the last second to throw away his tracking device it's like all these things where it's like they make bad decisions and then they realize a little too late that they have made a bad decision (laughs) right because when connell tells is at that point it's just connell o'doyle and bertha and she's really hurt like she is not doing well um also because her suit is cut and everything but when he asks for their Marco Polo units, by this point, I did like the evolution of Connell and Doyle's friendship and actually yeah. the evolution of Connell. Yeah. Um, Connell considers O'Doyle a friend now. Like, he's like, they fought side by side. They have this deep connection. And he wants to sacrifice himself so at least two people can get out of this situation that he put them in. 
So O'Doyle doesn't want him to because O'Doyle is the security guard. He is supposed to keep Connell safe, but Connell takes their Marco Polo units. And I also thought he was going to just like lead her away and then throw them somewhere. <laughs> but as it goes on, he didn't take his off and he still has his whole suit on. What so he can't. <laughs> like a comedy of errors almost except for that it's, yeah. you know, death and it's, violent right because then right kayla um does catch up to him and she eventually realizes what he did that he fooled her with the marco polo units right. but she shoots him in the leg yeah and then in the foot but then he does uh patrick gave him his knife before he right. went off to lead that leader away and she gets distracted by a silver bug and it's one of the new ones right i think is it one of the new ones i, I don't remember because they don't have the they scrambler have, anymore so. they don't have the scrambler yeah i don't yeah. think it matters anymore. yeah so yeah so while she's turned he stabs her in the back of the knee <laughs> I think that's what he. Terrible. That's what uh, O'Doyle had told him was, if you get a chance, mm-hmm. you stick her. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he did. Yep. And uh, he headbutts her. Kind. I don't think he quite knocks her out, but maybe he does knock her out for a little bit. But he's able to get away. He takes her rifle and I think her pistol. Right. But he leaves her his leaves her the knife, which when she comes to and sees that he left the knife. She's like, is he's just like, is he fucking with me? Is he one of, and I wrote this down because I was like, really? She's like, is he one of those sick fucks who enjoys the misery of others and that there's a, pl- a special place in hell for them? And I was like, five minutes ago when you were with Angus. <laughs> you are so delusional. <laughs> we're having the best time. <laughs> like, it's like pot kettle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. And then she hears that click, 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 and the silver bugs, and I think the rocktopi come. Like she, she gets, she gets killed. <laughs> Which, and then Connell hears her screaming, and I, I, there's something. The way it was written was, you know, he hears her. He's like, maybe I should have left her at least one of the guns. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's right. I forgot. You're gonna need screaming. though. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. And then the screaming kind of just dies away. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, Veronica figures out the the uh, device. Yeah, how to activate it. Two new bugs get her, and they're, they're the new ones, so the scrambler doesn't work. Right. And I think the scrambler gets smashed anyway. Um, but yeah. she is able to get to the final button as they are killing her. And, like, so she's got the scramblers on, and all the old ones are on the ceiling. And I remember, like, they all keep falling. And I remember her mm-hmm. looking up, but I cannot remember which. Oh, does she actually see the bomb at that point? No, the bomb I think was actually dropping, like from that other room down. That's right. It? Yeah. So what does yeah, she see? What on she the sees is is the ceiling start to move because of all the silver bugs on it, wasn't it? But like as she's trying to right, set off they... the bomb, or was that earlier? She, they're like they fall, they all fall from the ceiling. Yeah. And yeah. she looks up, at, and I remember she gets she angry, but I don't remember what's there. Uh, I think I she gets angry, but then she smiles. So I thought it to me it was just like oh she somehow figured it out. Maybe that's it. Yeah. No. Um, so everybody's dead except for O'Doyle, <laughs> uh, Bertha, Bertha and Connell. Yeah. So they get out, and then through the I guess through the oh no. So O'Doyle then oh, kills Angus for 
his Which, cool suit. Yeah, that was the point where he comes in and he says, "Give me your cool suit, yeah. or I'm going to kill you right yes. now." Yeah. Which is going to kill her. So, anyway. uh, and I, wait, did Angus not I die? Is Angus going to come back in the second book? So I had follow ups about this. <laughs> okay. um, first, <laughs> when uh, when O'Doyle takes his suit, I think he has the ball gag in his mouth from yeah Kayla. Yes. So when Ang or when O'Doyle finally takes his suit and the ball gag and the I think the helmet off, Angus is saying, "No, please, it's mine. I made that or something." Yeah, oh I was like, mm, "What a pitiful response!" <laughs> <laughs> of course, I made this. It's mine. But then again, at the same time, he knows that he needs this to survive. Right. But then O'Doyle tells him to run; that it gets cooler as you go up. So run, and if I see you, I will kill you. And then. This is very close to the end of the book. There's about an hour left because, and I know this because this morning, I finished it last night, and then this morning I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember them stepping over Angus's body to get out of this cave. Did he live? So I went back and listened to it again, and I didn't hear anything else about Angus after that. Oh, Angus is totally coming I was like, back. maybe I missed it. There's no way he yeah, could have lived. I was like, sure there is. I mean, he... If he got out, they were like, like it, I did not even once. Like, maybe this goes back to the whole me not remembering where Sunny. <laughs> like, I just assume certain things happen to these people. Like, I, I did not once think that he could. Because he was talking about sprinting. I mean, it's three miles. Yeah. Three miles yeah. to get out of the cave, like, but not like. Three miles total. Yeah. So, from like. The Linus Highway. Angus, who has now broken some fingers, but theoretically is fine. His outside. feet work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Angus is going to come back. I did not want. Although he's to naked, think. like he doesn't have any clothes on. I because oh, I was just expecting he's gonna like show up and like the, he's going to be the Kayla of the next book. No, oh no, no, he does not have the skill no, to be. A he Kayla. doesn't. He's going to build Someone, like a transformer oh. to be the Kayla. But <laughs> I mean, I would be okay with it if he shows up in the next one, and then page one of Angus is O'Doyle running into him and killing him. <laughs> And that's it. Just yes. like he doesn't even say anything to him. He just stabs him. Right. Like, yeah. oh, I made this promise to you. No, I assumed he um, died Because if he had died. You're right. He doesn't. No, yeah, they don't. Or he, really. like, he has to. I, like, he has to have. But I figured if he died on the way out, there would have been some mention of Bertha and O'Doyle climbing over his body. Right. To get out or seeing his body out in the sun, you know, when they finally get out. Because when all of this happens, it bas- it creates a volcano. So That's if he true. didn't get away, how do you get away from the, the lava? Or probably would have gotten him, but we didn't see his body. <laughs> I I don't think we yeah. can at him because like if we ask the author and Angus isn't dead, then he's not gonna tell no, he us. No, he won't. Yeah, he wouldn't tell you. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna reread the end of this because I'm sh- like I uh, I can't believe he. If I missed this. it. Please message me. Please let me know. No, yeah, no, I'm curious. But I listened twice and I didn't. What's well, funny? Like I threw the whole thing. Some of the characters no, you, on the Wikipedia say is and or say was. His still says is, but oh, there are a few people wow. that have died that still say is. So, okay. Um, I mean, realistically, if he got out of the cave, he's in the desert in Utah with no clothes on. And then a volcano <laughs> erupts behind him, and he's not in the car when Sunny yes. drives off. So he probably died at some point if he got out. Yeah. So <laughs> Sunny steals Kayla's Jeep and oh, is like, I'm getting right. the hell out of here. And then the voice in his head is like, No, you're not. You're going to go save them. He's like, Fuck you, voice. voice yeah. Is like, no, you're going to go save yeah. them. 
end. So he goes and saves and is right. like laughing and yeah. I don't know why that left yeah. my head. That was It's a great I, scene. I don't either. Yeah. That's why I was like, this is like one of my favorite scenes is like the music swelling. John Williams yeah. wrote it obviously as they're like mm-hmm. escaping. Um Yeah. Oh, and I did also like when O'Doyle and Bertha are getting out. He at one point says to her, you have to, she's, no, no, she says to him first, you just go without me at one point. And he's like, no, I'm getting you out of here. Do you want me to live? You have to, we have to go. You have, like, yeah. you have to help me. And then when he starts to fade, she throws the same, do you want me to live back at him? I was like, oh, guys, <laughs> get each other out. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how that like got lost in my head that it was Sonny that was driving the Jeep when they left. Mm. Um, like, I just assumed they like found a Jeep and left or something. I don't know. It's a lot that kind of happens at the end. It's like a lot yeah. of things don't really yeah. happen. And then a lot of action happens. Um, right. Excuse me. When the, uh, let me see. When the, de- when the detonation goes off, I wrote down the time. It was 11 a.m. Okay. To, let's see, 11.14 is when Sonny gets them. Okay. Um, and, and I think it's just ash at that Connell's, point. Like, no lava's come out yet. When Sunny mm, gets the Jeep. At the... I know they're talking about wait, the when? ash covering things, but I don't think any actual lava yeah. has come out yet. Or I we have that came before. Because I... There it was... It's... Okay. It's there was a splatter that got onto Bertha at one point when they were outside. That's right. She gets burned. I forgot about that. And I think Sonny felt something hot on him while he was driving too, and like just kept going while he's laughing to get to them. But um, but Connell is actually still alive when the detonation goes off. Yes. And he gets to the Linus Highway, and I I know they probably said it earlier, but I forgot. But when he gets to the Linus Highway, he's like, "Okay, it's three miles from here." I was like, "It's three miles," <laughs> and you have been shot sh- in the leg, and then also shot in the foot. Yeah. yeah. I really thought that there was a chance he was gonna maybe make it out. Nope. He doesn't. He uh, he, but he keeps trying. One of the things he thinks is that it would have probably been better for him to die. Back when he didn't want to live. Yeah. Whereas now he wants, wants to, to and right. realizes, yeah. you know, that he isolated himself from everyone that he, you know, what this all turned him into kind or what the loss of his wife turned him into. Um, and, but now he wants to live and probably won't, but he even keeps crawling up the highway, up the Linus highway, which I thought was kind of sad. I was like, Oh, keep going. <laughs> But he ends up seeing his wife or hallucinating his wife, however you want to read it. Um, yeah. When it erupts and the mountain collapses on itself, there's rocks on top of him. And then yeah. sees the light and hears her voice. And she holds his hand while he dies, which I was like, oh, God. It's very depressing. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Because he had turned, because he was not that cold asshole that he was at the beginning no. of the book. His personality had definitely changed. Yeah. Um, wait, so Tim, you have not read the Harry Potter books. Have you seen the movies? I have seen the movies oh, years okay. like as they came out. So it's. I been thought you a while. didn't even see the movies. Okay. okay. No, no, no. I've seen the movies. Oh. How do they? And okay. Megan's Megan's been ask. Megan's been all over me for at least a year <laughs> about reading those books. So I mean, let's it's, do this. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? Let me get through six weeks and we'll start it. Okay. <laughs> I'm all for this. It'll be, because we're going to make Joe read them too. 
Joe, Joe can read them too, yes. Yeah, so so all four of us will go through there them. Go. And we'll have little book club <laughs> yes. meetings. There you go. Yes. Megan, Megan can do like things. an 18th podcast about it too. No, no more podcasts. <laughs> no more podcasts. I'm doing Animorphs I mean, before if you I want to, I'll be, I'll, I'm in for that. <laughs> um, the reason I asked is because I was going to say Connell kind of with my Angus is Lucius Malfoy. Connell's <laughs> kind of like Snape a little bit where I was like, oh God, at first, but then he grew on me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you a Snape apologist? Yeah. I mean. Oh my God, Stephanie. I feel like he could have wait he could have handled things better, but I thought it was kind of no. I've still I have like mixed feelings about Snape. Like we're gonna need to the talk phrase about the this. word always. Yeah, we'll we're have to talk, need about to talk about this. I just <laughs> we take this one offline. <laughs> yeah, I have complicated feelings. <laughs> but that's kind of what Connell reminded me of a little bit was trying to be. I sort of almost trying to redeem himself in the end on, by yeah. helping others. I understand this metaphor. I'm on the fence if I agree. Okay. <laughs> I, I, Although I would say it wasn't necessarily though. Like it was sort of like his situation that forced him to become. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't anything like he was looking to become a better person. Like yeah. it was these events that that yeah. showed him where he had been going wrong since then yeah so. i mean he wasn't yes. an asshole before his wife died so no it sounds like he was a pretty right. good dude before yeah. then yeah so and then and i think he just really loved his wife yeah. wanted she was murdered right. i mean like she was i think he genuinely wanted basically to yeah yes yeah. by a drunk, drunk driver right. that had already Which, been arrested once for killing someone backing up yeah yeah he did have kayla kill yes. that guy right kayla yeah. Him. yeah 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 okay yeah i mean I know. I felt like at the end, Connell genuinely wanted Patrick and Bertha to get out and to do what he could to get them out. Yeah. Because um, he felt like he was responsible for them and he had to do everything that he could. Because even when he's dying and he sees the light, he thinks it's them and he's like, no, please don't let them come back for me. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so I think his. Something like when he was when he was married, his wife was much more important than his own life was. Then when he lost mm-hmm. his wife, his his own sort of existence and his company and his work at EarthCore became his only thing of value. And then he, yeah. you know, goes through these experiences with, with this group of people and, and those become more important than him again. You know, something mm-hmm. else has, has a bigger value in his life. Yeah, breaking that wall back down, kind of. Right. Um, just would have been happy if at least one other person had lived. Like, it would have been great. We're just going to get a whole yeah. new cast of people that are all going to die on us. That's all. No, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, you should read Contagious uh, and Pandemic. No, I'm good because I know at no, least one no. person that dies of those that I was like, oh, I'm not okay with this. Um, yeah, yeah. And plus, those things make me really gross feeling. Yeah, I there's not enough showers <laughs> in the day. Um, so we get to the epilogue, which is um, mm. O'Doyle and Bertha sitting with Barbara. Being like, we want you to, we're going into Mount Fitzroy to end this because if they're there, yep. it's only a matter of time. In fact, this has been 13,000 years, but okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, either you can, you know, give us the money and help they us. They haven't come out yet. They're not coming out. Right? Like, whatever. The fact that she right. but they agrees <laughs> to help pay for this is ridiculous. Well, I mean, well, Connell was basically yeah, her son. Yes. You know, 
She did that paint. She had the painting made of him, which I yeah. thought actually that was very sweet. at the beginning when I wrote, um, like somewhere at the beginning, I wrote probably the first time that they we see them interact. I wrote, oh, she sees him as her son. And I said, oh, dear, he better not die. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, died. Uh, <laughs> well. and it's like Barbara, because she lost her husband and then her biological yes. son and now her non-biological son. Right. Uh, so, so yeah. I think she wants revenge for that, yeah. which Patrick does too. They are going on a revenge mission. It will be interesting to see mm-hmm. what happens. Um, and that's the end of the book. There is one more line from Bertha. I may cut this. Um, she talks about like she can't wear her wedding ring. I was like, really? This is this is this is the revenge we're going after for because they took your finger. Okay, okay. I, I don't know. I would be angry at an alien race if they took my fingers. I would be too, but I would the too. way, I don't know. By that point, I was just so sick of Bertha. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is the one. I'd like to think that I'd be like, I don't have two fingers, but I have my whole life. Exactly. <laughs> Unlike Connell and Veronica and she tattooed and Sanji his name and Randy. On the, the, the joint she does have yeah. left. And I was just like, really hope this doesn't end in divorce. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. Which, because they, this was, it was five weeks later and they had gotten married. I was like, oh, it was oh only no, five weeks. Read. What did Sandra Bullock say? Yeah. I didn't realize it only been five weeks. Oh, good God. If they're going to Mount <laughs> Fitzroy, there's no way it's going to make it to worrying about divorce. Right. No, one of them's dying, if not both. <laughs> are you calling it? Mount Fitzroy, it's like, this is not a good honeymoon no, plan. Those aliens are going to be so much worse. I think it was, mm-hmm. I think it's Ancestor that has O'Doyle in it. I'm gonna have to re reread or oh, time to re-download Ancestor. All of Scott Sigler's books. <laughs> I'm telling you, the the, the GFL stuff is good. The angriest I've ever been at Scott Sigler for killing one of his characters happened in the GFL book. Oh no! Yeah, it's football. People die in football. Yeah, um, they do in Sigler football. But um, people die in everything, Sigler. I think. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> We've talked about this for a really long time. Tim, what is the book drink? Oh, Lord, I didn't even come up with a book drink. Wouldn't you think it'd have to be a whiskey, though? Why? Isn't that what they were drinking? What were they drinking at the beginning at the bar? They drink a lot of things. With uh, He was drinking vodka, I feel like, with... Was it Sonny? Sonny and, and, and the, the other guy? And the Indian. And Dennis. I don't remember what they were drinking. And then whiskey sounds right, but yeah. I also really like whiskey, so that might be. Right. <laughs> well, I know Connell and Sonny drink whiskey. They also drink yeah. Jaeger okay. bombs. I mean, there's a lot of alcohol in this book. Oh, that at the party, yes. right? No. Yeah, no. that's true. <laughs> yes, who he the talks hell about having the three the bottles of Jaeger. Like Nineteen yeah. orders Jaeger. I mean, <laughs> yes. Out of college, like yeah. why? Why? Yeah. So yeah, which no, gonna, although I've never actually I'm gonna, done one. I'm gonna call that. <laughs> no. I'm gonna say whiskey. Okay. Just drinking whiskey and reading Earthcore. Any particular brand? I really support that. Oh, I don't know. What do I know about whiskey? Okay. <laughs> Nothing. I feel like you got really southern when you said that. <laughs> I hide it. I hide it really well. You should see me when I'm around my family. It like just completely comes out. You should see me around mine. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um All right. Uh well then Tim, what will you be reading next? 
uh, I am currently in the middle of Six Wakes, which is by Mer Lafferty. And Mer Lafferty stuff is great. I found her on Podio Books also, same way as I did Scott Sigler. Um, and she's got a ton of free content out there. The Heaven series is great. Um, there's another book called Playing for Keeps, which I really enjoyed. I don't know if anybody else would like it. I like it a lot. Um, but uh, you were Six Wakes is. Your choices in life. I don't know. I, I'm convinced everybody hates everything that I like. Just because we're uh, not all Twin Peaks fans. It's so good, though. Uh, but anyway, uh, no, Six Weeks, uh, I'm about halfway through it, and I think it's really, really good so far. Um, it's a really interesting story. It's a unique story. Um, Sci-fi? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't know how much I want to give away, because if I start talking about it, everybody just go read it. That's okay. all. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about it later um, on the Harry Potter <laughs> um review podcast that megan's going to start um, i think that's also yes. the next book that i'm going to read after or listen to six weeks after six weeks because i'm not going to read it i'm not going to lie i'll listen to it i'll listen to Stephen fry tell me the story <laughs> but uh uh i have to start that for that podcast shortly so <laughs> it's non-existent podcasts like the other yeah. six that yeah. i have that i'm that i'm volunteering joe for there we'll just go. have a little round table session and we'll talk about it jeez yeah. <laughs> But uh, any which way, even if we don't do the podcast, I think I, okay. I finally need to read that book. Good, because we're not doing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do hangout chats and talk about them. But... And I'll record them, and then I'll send them to you, and you'll have no choice but to edit them, <laughs> because it's how you are. <laughs> yeah. There's no way you'll let it sit on your computer and you won't edit it. You want to bet? And then publish it. <laughs> you want to bet? They could be like little Judging Book Covers mini-episodes. Oh Mini-sodes. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is on tim's to be right oh right god just saying <laughs> which is currently two books long it's finish six weeks and then read harry potter yeah. most of the time when i have books added to my to-do list it's your fault this is very true yeah i don't know why you don't get back on goodreads just so i can be like here you go <laughs> Be- because I was like getting assaulted with Megan Griffin That's updates. Not true. Oh, oh that, no, that actually is true. That <laughs> yeah, is actually it's like true. every four hours I'd get a Megan Griffin just that's, rated this book. That's not okay. That's I have to stop. Possible. Look, just because some of us have read forty-seven books this year doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> Providence is the next one. You're like the book Alex Lavelle. No, <laughs> to what he was to graphic novels, you are to books. That's not. No. No, you're... No. That's because that was insane. That's what you are. <laughs> Alex <laughs> hosts this podcast, um, uh, Panelology, which they go through podcasts that were released that week. So for 20... 20- comic books. Mm. They go through comic books. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't podcast about podcasts. They podcast although that's like about super meta. comic books. Um, so for 2017, he decided to read a new trade every day, not a new issue, a new trade and wow, yeah, okay. and completed it and blogged about each Yeah. Book. Which that's the part that gets wow. me. It's like, okay, you set aside all this time to read these books and then you wrote about it. Yeah. Like, right. But I think he did like, he would do a few a day, not like mm-hmm. one every single day. Like he would take a Saturday and knock a few out. So, Okay. It was still wild. It was. The fact that he yeah, accomplished it. a lot. And he, he broke it down and how much he could do in single issues. And it was just a, <clears throat> an unreasonable number. Yeah. I was like, I read 112 books last year, I think. And I was like very proud of this. And he's like, yeah, no. I, he outread me. 
Stephanie, what are you going to be reading next? Um, I think I'm going to start. I have this. I got. I think I got it for Christmas or my birthday. Uh, the Daring Ladies of Lowell by Kate Alcott. I put it on my list of something I wanted, and I don't fully remember what it's about. <laughs> um, but it, uh, a young girl moves to Lowell, Massachusetts, to become one of the mill girls, um, and I think her best friend dies but i can't remember if it's related if it's supposed to be related to working in the mills or if it's the mills is kind of like the backdrop for the murder up in interesting Lowell, so i think that's the next one so how about you i don't know i am currently i can tell you i'm finishing up by the time this releases i'll have finished because i'll finish it tomorrow um maureen johnson put out a new book this year it's been a few years since she has because uh she's been dealing with some chronic illnesses and stuff and she put out one it is called truly devious and it was the moment that she announced it it was like i went on and created my 2018 shelf and goodreads and was like i am buying this the day it comes out and i did um and it is about a teenage girl who gets accepted to this like special school that helps people find like their creative outlets and, and enhance it and everything. Um, she listens to true crime po- podcasts when she gets really anxious and she wants to be an FBI person. So she goes to the school oh. to solve this like century old mystery that happened there. Um, and while she's there, one of the students dies. So, Oh, yes. of course. <laughs> exactly. So nice. I've been reading it. It's been refreshing. I love Maureen Johnson's work and uh i really hope this is this is the upswing of her coming back so cool so yeah by the time this comes out you can go see how much i enjoyed it so (laughs) (laughs) um tim where can people find you if you want to be found uh i am on facebook like everybody else and i am also at remo beware on twitter and then occasionally I show up on people's podcasts. <laughs> you sound super proud. Um. I am. I, it's fun. It's fun to just occasionally poke around and <laughs> true. be there and not have to do any of the editing. Yeah. And then try and force people into doing new podcasts Thank that you they don't want to do. Before I regret they, this. Because <laughs> they only have like 19 that they're currently doing. Before I entirely <laughs> regret you coming back. Thank you. Thank you so much, Hey, I'm really glad that both of y'all like the book. That makes me really happy. And I, I hope that everybody listening yes. goes out and buys the book because it's, it's really cool. It's a really, really good book and the update's really cool. It was a good book before, but now it's a better book. Yeah, it's, it's if you like... It's kind of like a blockbuster book. It is. Like it really is. Yeah. It's not going to go a lot in yeah. depth, but if you like action and sci-fi, that's not quite predictable. This is a lot yeah. of fun. So. Mm. Yeah, I did keep. I kept picturing it as a movie, especially that last yeah. with the volcano that you know <laughs> appeared or not appeared, but was created. I would definitely be cool with a skinny oh. turkey to a movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of our Hollywood friends listening. Maybe yeah, get on that. <laughs> maybe next year I'll come back and we can read Ancestor, so we can hear more about Patrick O'Doyle. Okay. Okay. Ooh, yeah. As long as uh, we keep extending you, keeping me from yeah. reading the uh, football series. <laughs> so. I'm telling you, it's good. It's good. 
And you will continue to keep telling me that. (laughs) (laughs) So our next guest will be Amy Pascal. And we are reading I Don't Know Where You Know Me From, the Judy Greer uh, memoir uh, collection. So that'll be here in two weeks. Um, Stephanie, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, not at the moment. <sighs> I'm going to kick him <laughs> next time I see him. You can tell him <laughs> that for me. Um, I will. I will. I'll let him know. <laughs> I... <laughs> um, as for this podcast, you can find us at JVC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We also have a Facebook group, which is a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. Um, come join and occasionally there's chatter in there and it's always good um so yeah see you in two weeks and uh tim thank you again yeah thank you thank you yeah so great bye